Welcome back, everyone, to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 328. It is 328, the official unofficial podcast of the Weird Science DC Comics.com website, Eric, I think. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. Also, you can go over to our Twitter at weird science dc if you follow us we'll follow you on back and if you'd like to support us and help us get a little inspired to do more and more and as you do end up going to our patreon is what i'm talking about patreon.com slash weird science each level that you subscribe to you get more and more shows and a lot of comic book shows and some things that aren't quite comic book stuff but stuff that me and eric do to have some fun all the stuff and recently even doing a lot of shows with people from the get fresh crew beep boop but one of the big things that me and eric do each and every thursday night me and him get together and we do a patreon spotlight the dc comics patreon only spotlight this week books always picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop they picked action comics number 1020 Seven, the penultimate issue of Brian Michael Bendis and John Romita Jr.'s Action Comics book. I wish that that never was the case. I wish we never had it, but we did. And me and Eric talk about things. Eric gets really mad about continuity, as he always does. And then we go through Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Multiverse Who Laughs, number one, which was a money grab. And we talk about that at length. So disappointing. Yeah, really. It was very disappointing. And that podcast itself with those two books was about an hour and 15 minutes long we usually have some fun but this one we got kind of angry about but it's because we're starting to get sick of these books not meaning much and pretty much a money grab is something that i really end up getting upset about especially with this whole death metal where you have story that's supposed to be the big thing and then you force people to think they have to buy stuff that's bull as shit but Manship. those books yeah really those books were picked happy again boy, by the bad asses we'll hear a little bit of birthday boy here because this is the badass roll call eric here we go we're gonna start with jay jennings josh murray from not a robot podcast ted probes lawrence lee Boris, Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, that I end up doing a couple podcasts with him. D-Man 3000, all new Dave, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, Niels T-Wart, which we heard. He's got crazy massages and stuff going on. Tantric stuff. David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, who this week did the Legion of Superheroes review on the site. We don't talk about that here. But you can uh-huh. go and check that out at Site Cellar Dweller. Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Bear, who I did the Legion of Substitute Heroes podcast with that came out this week. Ruben, <laughs> Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Birthday Boy. Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, who's desperately trying to find a feed to watch Mike Tyson fight tonight. <laughs> I asked him, and he's like, yeah, if I can find it. And double A run at the end there. So that was perfectly done by me. Perfectly. Thank you very much. And a shout out to Reggie, the ultimate badass there. Mwah. So we have a bunch of books this week. I wish I could say that they were great books. I wish I could say that we were fully positive about them. But honestly, I wish I could say Eric, I was a millionaire. 
Honesty, aren't you? Honesty is such a, a lonely word nowadays in the review game, Eric, and that's the case all the time. So we're going to go through these books nowadays, honestly all the time. and talk about we're going to start a little positive and then it kind of veers off by Spoilers, the man end, damn. but we're going to go off to the books right now. Here we go. Yes, here we are with the reviews, and I do have the blurbs for all of these, so they are kind of Jim's reviews here, but Eric will join See you for the next section, everybody. See you, suckers. That's what he says. Uh, Next week, we'll both say that. Not a lot of books. Not at all. We have here a three-section deal. It's a Batman-type section, right? A little Superman mixed in, a little Harley, a little robots, a little mirror, all these things mixed in into a jambalaya uh, of nonsense. Uh, yeah, the, these books just haven't been great. I am depressed. But if you want to read our written that's reviews, not and of the books. no, that's just me and life and, and Thanksgiving and life and my family and books. life. Well, yeah, I might. I might do that, actually. Or you. But you can go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com and read our written reviews for all of these here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. These are books that it seems like people are still touting this as a golden age. I'm not getting it. Uh, maybe they've got the Philosopher's Stone, Eric, and turned into statues. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> I'm, how I'm just saying, this first out. section is gold compared to the rest of my mind for the most part. Yeah, and uh, that's not saying much. So, yeah, and, and at least you have some things that feel important here, kind of, at points. I don't know. But with the whole thing coming up in 2021 Future State, like I said, we don't know what's going on. And I've seen some other people. I've mentioned it later. I need to know what's going on. I need to not just sit here and read these books and and on a podcast, especially. I'll be selfish. It's more about me talking about these. Saying to me and you going, well, you know, this one kind of treads water, but I'm not sure if it's going to continue in March. And if if Tomasi's going to be on it or not or whatever, there's only really one thing that we know of solid is that the Batman will continue with James Tynan because they have actually had people come out, hey, I'm working on issue this and that, and they've, they've been that, but nothing else. So when you're reading these, I, I want to know, okay, we're going to start this Detective Comics right now. The story that was a mirror story is turning into a hush story. There's a spoiler for this as we, we get in. We talked about it all last time I, we did Detective. I need to go into this, though, once we actually see hush, and we did talk about it because of solicits, but the yeah. idea of this, though, if this is going to be a hush story that I know for a fact is only two issues long and then it gets pushed aside, then 
I don't know. Maybe that's why they're not doing it because maybe people won't take it as seriously. But if I'm looking at You wouldn't at combine things, the mirror into the Hush story at all being one story? Well, I'm saying the mirror story ends this week as nothing. And then with the Hush story, I need to know that it's going to be something more than just two more issues. Because if we're going to go to this March, I don't know then that we're going to continue Nakano's story. I don't know that we're going to continue the idea of no mask. Well, I have to imagine the idea of the Nakano story is the big thing they're leading to. Because even when we set up this whole thing, we're in this issue. We're a few weeks away from the, the election. So this is the deal. We're like, th- that is the main part of the story that we're going into. Like Gotham itself is the main character of this. While Batman, the mirror, and the hush, they're all doing side stuff. Yeah. But with that, we don't really know that that continues in March. We, we just don't know. We know that Tynan's going to continue a story, but his whole deal seems to be more centered on his little characters, you know, Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. And he doesn't really deal that much with the other stuff yet. Are they waiting for March to really dive into that? Because then you have the magistrate stuff that seems to be the big future state Batman stuff, this villain, the magistrate, where they have said and hinted. That's going to kind of continue once we get back into the things as well. And we may find out maybe Nakano ends up becoming that. I don't know. Maybe. But I need to know that the things that I'm reading now that will end in a couple weeks, some of it ending this week, you know, like a flash, things like that. Like, I want to know what's going on continuing from this so I know that these stories might be bigger than they seem because a lot of them are becoming really really small and that's how i feel with detective comics number 1031 written by peter j tomasi art by bilkus evely colors by mars lopez and rob lee on letters the mirror is dead long live hush it seems like the mirror was just a rest stop to get to hush and while i wasn't so keen on the villain anyway it felt like we just wasted time with them now i hope that hush's arrival does something for this book because right now it's a whole lot of nothing for me And again, the thing that you seem to be enjoying, and I don't mind it, is that post-Joker war down with the mess. We've seen this every time. Every time there's a big Batman story, especially a Joker story, like an Endgame, things like that, it does end up going more to that no more mask, no more mask. And it never really works out, especially in a book where you kind of have a whole family in mask. But the, the whole interaction of that is pretty cool. But this mirror, I needed a little more from the mirror instead of just, you know, kind of hinting. Well, that's what I'm talking about. This whole thing where a guy is starting a movement, he wants to be the symbol for this movement going forward. Like, he wants to be the martyr, which we find on this whole thing that actually keeps it going. The mirror, I wear a mask, but I'm against masks. This This is a reflective mask because I am all of you in this movement. They're like, take down all the vigilantes you got and make this a safer place because heroes beget villains who hurt us in the long run. We got to be down with all that. That Nakano guy, he's kind of doing the same thing. We got to get him on our side. But in the long run, where it would go to almost be a hush situation. That's where I go about last week about where hush would come in in the story because we knew it was coming. It made sense to me for a guy who changes his face to look like other people. The mirror would end up being him just to find out that the mirror is just a random guy who's willing to sacrifice himself for this movement to keep chaos going. And so everybody who's backing him right now. They're going to tell other people about this dude who the heroes killed and they're going to get more and more people. It just seems like a weird idea for no, for somebody we never knew anything about. It was just, I'm everybody. Yeah, and the thing is, I think it's too quick. I don't think these people are going to continue. And, and if you want to use as an example of how Gothamites work, because I'm sure half of these no more masks 
two weeks ago, they, they had Joker masks on. I, I mean, I'm telling you, once Joker was done, well, the money was done, big thing. they all disappeared. And that's what I think happens here. This movement, they've had one million man march here one time they've gone to the streets as a group and then i'm gonna be a martyr i don't, I don't think many of these people are gonna oh, that's continue the thing. It's like just imagine i'm one of these people who get brought in by the mirror and his whole cause like you know my my mother was pushed down by a clown which was around because of these vigilantes not taking them care but here i am you know what me and the mirror did to each other i went down to a seedy freaking warehouse basement he talked to me we then hacked into the family frequencies and we went after him we didn't get him we went after him though we walked on the street and then we freaking assaulted some other people in mass on a bridge this is our movement everybody yeah no more mass telling you what made me laugh is i'm like is is this a flash mob because they kind of say it and i'm like what do you even say flash yeah, I mob know, and i'm thinking uh, do, do, these, do these writers realize how dated some of this like are, are they there at the flash mob dabbing I mean, is it that bad? (laughs) What are they going to start? You didn't realize after the mirror (laughs) threw himself off and blew up off the bridge, he had already instructed them to start doing Thriller. They're doing the dance. They're, oh, the my. Flash mob I want to be a part of. Uh, but with that, it, it seems like, and yeah, this is where I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the time frame of this not having a lot of time before going off and shutting down for a little uh, because the idea of you know mirror okay we're gonna take the streets flash mob we're we're gonna walk everybody in two by two let's go yeah down with mess oh yeah i jump off the bridge blow up it's too soon in my mind the movement it's not quite solidified where who's the next in command things and i wish that it was set up one of two ways that like you said this pushed off to tommy elliott hush in some way or that you had because at the beginning of this you do have mirror go off to nakano nakano and him have very similar mo's they want to get down i wish that this would have been something where you end up having mirror realize that nakano is on to the deal this is going to be the right way to do it all right my movement's great i started then he can throw himself off a building and blow up but it's really too quick and even with that Nakano ends up like, I don't need your help. You're a dirty villain. You end up having a mask anyway. And when Mirror gives him this zip drive, this will prove everything you can win. He's like, I'm not even going to touch that. Get out of here. And and Mirror just says, you're going to lose. You will lose. And I can only think that he knows Just that that'll that, happen. Though, like, it's happened? such a weird idea where I'm the mirror. This dude, Nakano, this one-eyed dude, he has the same thought process as I do. But for whatever reason, like he believes so little in his own cause. Look, if we don't do some dirty shit here, you're going to lose. I'm like, obviously, you don't really have a high idea of what your thing is here that you're really pushing. And what I really wanted – yeah, you've just become the, the villain. But what I really wanted and what we said – if he would have went to Nakano and said, hey, Nakano, you're doing this. Here's some dirty stuff, whatever. No, why should I trust you? And he puts a badge down and we find out it's his partner and he takes the mask dun, off. You dun, see this dun, awful, burn, awful victim. burn victim and deal. Look, I am running the movement. It becomes that old detective comic story, The Savage Skull now yeah, from back in the 80s. But even so, he could say, listen, I'm going to go off here. I got to become a martyr for this moment. You need some. Not the cheating. Not the zip drive, but him almost alluding to, I should have died before. I see that you're on the right path. I'm going to go do something that's going to win you this election. No, no, no. I don't want your help, but I'm glad to see you. And he goes and kills himself as a martyr. He kills himself as a martyr, which then puts the whole movement up where Nakano can jump in. See, that's what happens. This guy having a protest, Batman killed him. You know, that's not true, but that's how they'll go with it. That makes more sense than just, hey, I'm this unknown guy. 
they push that situation when, you know, Mirror jumps off the bridge with a bomb that apparently is attached to him and makes himself a martyr. Like, did you see that everybody Batman killed him? And then pretty much when Batman turns around, it's like, look, guys, you know that we're here to help you. Bad things happen to me. I decided to put on this mask to make sure that bad things never happen to you. This entire vigilante group, same thing happened to them. We are here for you. He really seemed to shut down this idea like, of this thing. They all look sad. They're oh, no. like, oh man, what did we, we do? Mess. And, and so this <laughs> now wear masks. And the whole thing just goes now too quick. Now going to lose because of the mirror yeah, really. sacrifice yeah. and it, Batman just being a level-headed dude. It goes too quick. We, we never got really. Well, we never had we got a time. Tommy Elliot. Well, we never had a time to like settle in with Mirror. And there was a lot of things like just the stupid stuff we came up with, where you did show that Nakano is into this with his partner dying because of the whole joke. That that's such a perfect deal to have. Well, this even mirror. that that's the thing is the mirror I never cared about in this whole room. We got a lot of stuff going on where the Bat family's back involved. We have Damian Wayne doing stuff outside of not being Robin anymore, and we have this Nakano coming out here trying to be the new mayor to make sure that vigilanteism is stuff. shut down in Gotham. Like I care about that throwing the like the mirror in there doing the same thing but with wearing a mask. It never made no, it sense. I'm like, why would you add this on top and of what that's you're why, already doing? That's why I thought that before he blows himself up, that it would tie around that we would <laughs> see. <laughs> and and even with that, Batman goes to stop him, and then out of nowhere. Feels a little like the underbroker. I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh my god! Why are Even you pushing at the in? idea, he kind of has like a same like like a look and a feel of the underbroker, except he doesn't. I'm like, he's got the cut of his chin. That's all it is. It's like, hey, kind of remind. Why throw that in there? This isn't a misdirect because we don't know anyway. Now, what is Batman going to do? Go and grab some pieces and do DNA? Uh, no. And, and the thing is, well, he really should. He, he should. And what yeah. happens here? Is that you end up having the mirror who I can't say that, you know, yeah, people are hitting the streets, right? They're hitting the streets for him. But I can't say that he's done anything really big to make people continue the fight. Like I said, and he says, when there's a beating, I'll be there. No, you won't. When there's injustice, I'll be there. Nah, uh, you know, mirror, don't. When vigilanteism comes to an end, I'll be there. No, you won't. Nobody's going to remember this guy for two weeks from now. They Remember won't. that guy who wore that mirror on his yeah. face? What was Weird, he called? Right? I think he was the Looking reflector. Glass. <laughs> They're not going to remember this. And then Batman shuts it all down. This whole thing where I, I imagine he's survived. He's, he's going to be Will Ferrell in Austin Powers. I'm badly burned. He's down below the bridge. And he hears Batman's speech. And he's like, really? Guys, you're flip-flopping already? I'm still alive. Please. And, and they just flip-flop to be like, okay, let's shove that out of the way to get to Hush, which the thing is, Hush is huge. You you love Hush, right? You you like uh, no, the no, Tommy Elliot's. I'm, I'm, I'm not really a fan of Hush. I was actually happy for him to get stuck in that you know pocket dimension during the freaking uh, bridal shower ep- issue with Nightwing or the bachelor party, he whatever it was. Popping in and out of that thing. I hope that that comes up now. That'd be cool. But the idea here of the big thing. Oh my God, huh, no, I don't see anybody saying, Oh my God, Hush. It's like one of those, like, really? Like, why Why do we need this again? This is like dipping into the bottom of the barrel again when we you were, you were setting up something new. You, were, you know, don't ditch your character that you created, even though it's just a 
facsimile of well, even you know, then, another I'm telling character you, the idea like that, of like if, if you want to substitute the mirror for Hush or even have Hush be the mirror, this idea yeah. where you, like, you know, we have Tommy Elliott who's on the outskirts now trying to ruin Batman and the Bat family's lives by taking away their mask and saying this way, for a guy who can look like anybody, what do you need a mask for? He is the perfect person for this anti-mask movement to be about. We get rid of the mirror. We have Hush freaking shooting tranks at the Bat family, putting them in a van while Batman can't see. And in the meantime, the thing that I cared the most about the Detective Comics, finding out what Damien's doing with Batman's black case file and finding out who was trying to kill a young Bruce Wayne after his parents died, he got on the freaking case, like the clues immediately to this yeah, officer don't, who was don't on have anybody everyone. sit there and tell me that this is great detective work because well, that, it, it's just it thrown at you. Dude, it has to come around. I say it has to. It doesn't have to, but I really think it should come around somewhere to make a little bit of sense because you have a de- detective Podolowski who he saw was on each of these cases back when Bruce was a boy. Damien is going to go and solve this. He immediately just sees all right, this detective, she was on each case. My first clue goes over there and is just sitting and in her home waiting for her to come home. Like Dr. Evil with connection that to, Oh, yeah, Cleo. total Dr. Evil. But friggin', uh, we have him talk about how this woman who's a detective, this is our big connection to our hush introduction by the end of this issue. It's like this. You know, we both know that it was more than luck that you got put on these. Isn't it Catherine Elliott? Her name is dun, not Pawlowski. She is the half-sister of Tommy Elliott's father. Father went and stepped out, ended up, they no, pushed no, no. it under they, the rug, like, they say. That's the thing. Tommy Elliott's grandfather went and stepped out. It's a half-sister of his father who then was sweeping these things, actually trying to go after Bruce Wayne for Tommy Elliott as a boy. And now Damien's going to have all the information and clues for the police to come and arrest her when they, he calls it. But this is our big connection. I'm like, there has to be something bigger going on in the background for why, how Batman never figured this thing out. His first case. They don't. Besides really, for and, Joe and Chill, the obviously. weird thing about this is, is that they actually don't really bring up or stress the black case book in this deal with Damien. So you, you kind of, Forget a little about because this is an unsolved case by Batman, Bruce Wayne. This is something that Damien figured out like that by going to the cold case room in the GCPD, looking at a couple files and then realizing, oh, my God, this isn't just, well, there was a detective who was always on. No, no, no. This is a you know, half sister uh, of Tommy Ellis. That, th- this is too much for Batman half not to have known. Hush. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's too much for it not to know. And ends up where you're like, really? Like, Batman couldn't figure this out. And I think they're trying to push that aside to just be, oh, Damien's smart. And Damien doesn't kill her. Even if he doesn't go with the idea about this whole thing with Detective Podolowski and what her background is, you know, throughout the beginning of Bruce's career as Batman and a detective, after things go down with Hush and you actually find out that Tommy L was behind everything like that when he first like came out – all right. And, you know, Tommy was a bad kid our entire lives. I thought he was my friend. Let me investigate this further and see what's going on with his whole family and stuff like that. At least something along those lines. Like, did he get so far beyond the first case at this point when Tommy Elliott went bad? Like, yeah, I'll get back to that one it, day. It, just it has got to be back. or we're going to get something like a ghost maker where Damien solves this. He ends up doing. But the thing is, I'm waiting for something that would clue me into that, you know, she was kind of known by Batman, but he's put her, but it doesn't seem like that. It just seems like, and I think that's just going to go from here to Hush, and we're going to forget all about this going on, where you're supposed to just get the connection to Hush, which is, I mean, what a coincidence, right? You end up having that right now, but also the idea that Damien is trying to 
do things at least After a little father. bit more the yeah. right way too. He didn't kill her. The he same her Catherine up. Elliott who made many demands and shows she was finally cut off when Tommy discovered See, her that's existence. What she got greedy. The same Catherine Elliott <laughs> who was more than willing to accept secret, weird cash payments to help little old Tommy's plan by signing off on cases is unsolved. The same cat- the no. same <laughs> that has a cat named Cleo, and I'm gonna have to find a home. But yeah, you, you end up having the a tire same up. Catherine Elliott who's a living room i'm sitting in right, right now now and you're going down so you end up having batman trying to find him now one of the other moments that made me laugh too Such a there's weird bit. batman it's after the joker war you have a lot of people coming out and about down with the mask you know every time they end up going to a scene that have been set up they pointed that out where they'll they'll fake it's almost like a sting operation well they'll fake a purse snatching so they can try to get Nightwing to unmask, unmask. And Batman, he still doesn't think things are quite so bad in Gotham until somebody tags a bat symbol and then puts the no bat over that. And like, he calls the bat family, hey guys, remember what just happened on the rooftop? Well, get this. They're tagging my symbols and putting marks through them. So shit's got real. I'm like, really, you need that. It was such a weird deal to try to remember. Oh, yeah, people are against the bats, but he ends up making those. Also kids. for the yeah. bats. No, that's the thing, because when you do have a city the, divided, the big you know march going, the the like I said, the million no mask march down with the deal, you end up where they have the I am Spartacus moment where people show up. I'm Batman. I'm Batwoman. They have the thing. Somebody, you know, I'm Signal. And they're like, why did I have to be Signal? Really, I don't even know my I'm power Robin. set. I'd love to get, what's my power set? But while that's going on, you do end up having Tommy Elliott go through the crowd, the diversion there. And this is where I wanted the connection. I wanted that connection, like you're saying as well, of what was the mirrors deal and why this ends up like, if it ended up being something where they want to get no masks because Tommy Elliott's back and he's going to run for mayor or they want to get no mask. So then you could have, say, a ghost maker show up. He has a mask, but he shows up saying, hey, everybody, those masks are bullshit. Here I am and I'm going to prove. But really, it just ends up as nothing. And then Batman convinces him to go the other way, maybe. And then you have Tommy Elliott. Hush. Take down the Bat family and have them where and then they're going to go. Nightwing and- at gunpoint. So pretty much he has Batgirl unconscious at gunpoint in his van, making Nightwing send a calm frequency. You know, sending out the calm to Batman. Tell him, all right, all of us are going to go check over here. We'll get back to you later on. Okay, Nightwing, Batman out. And seriously, I know that he went with the tranks and things like that because that'd be the only way that you can explain that he was able to take down all these, especially Cass. She's there. There's no way, but he did try. The thing is, I kind of did, I did kind of like it too, just because we have this big like mob going on for anti-maskers and pro-mask vigilantism in town. And you have the like the really cheap, you know, almost animated series style Batman and like Batman character mask going on. And you have this big mob of people fighting. And in there, you have Hush with one of the cheap Batman masks on, just shooting trank guns at all the freaking Bat family and knocking them out in the middle of this confusion. I'm like, I do kind of like that. I, I don't mind that. I just hope that when they unmask Jason Todd, it's it's some girl or something. He got the wrong one. It's just a mask she put on for the, the whole deal. But yeah, you end up with him in a van, and I'm like, all right, it's just like Down Eric, by the river. half of Eric's childhood right there. <laughs> and he's like, yep, you're lucky to see another day. Now sleep, little Nightwing. So what's the mo? I I need to know what's going on. It says Hush, little Bat family is next. 
Is it just going to be like he wants his own Bat family or something? Like he's so deranged still that he wants well, that's them the as thing his. Is, I don't know because the last thing that he really wanted to do during that bachelor party, during you know around Batman number fifty for the wedding with Batman and Catwoman when they had all these tie-ins, his motive was to try to become Dick Grayson previously, and then like then got stuck in a pocket universe. So who knows what he's thinking anymore? But he did leave Nightwing to be the one awake to send the calm to Batman there to tell him everything's all good. So who knows what he wants to do now? That's yeah, weird. He, he, he knocks right him out. That he does have his pick and and the deal was that kind Barb of recorded. We, we did see hush since then uh little bits where we even said isn't he in the pocket there? so nobody you yeah. never know what anybody and this is the problem with the story over continuity we don't know what they're playing with but overall uh i i like i like the art enough i, I still am it's a okay. heavily fan it's i odd. like this more than the others but it is still odd i, I do it's, think it's so. not even the art as much as the muted color palette that we have throughout this whole thing because i think the art has a really like fun style to it, but it's really just kind of drab overall well, with the way uh, yeah, it's colored. I'll go with the idea that when you have the big scenes with the crowds, things like that, I like it more because you do get a lot more colors. The Damien stuff, and that is really a drab there, but it, it kind of has that detective feel. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what would you give it? I didn't give this a six point. Mm. 6.8 out of 10. I think for the most part, like the, the mirror stuff felt falls flat, but I'm still really interested in the way, like the status quo of what Gotham's going to do, especially with Nakano becoming mayor. And I still really do care about the Damien stuff. I just really hope that his interaction with the half ant of Hush plays more into what Tommy Elliott is actually doing here by the end of this issue. But the mirror stuff just kind of falls flat completely and is unimpressive. Yeah, I'm going to go with a six out of 10. Uh, same reasons. I'm just a little more negative on it. And the, the thing that worries me is Nakano now, I'm not going to use your stinking zip drive. Well, you'll lose. And then he's like, yeah, probably. And stop. What, what, what do you we know? You're about to go blow there. yourself up. You're, what do hey. you know about things, Beard? A when lot you're of times lose? when people are going to do that, Eric, there's a lot of clarity going on. They know how things are. They get a little more happy because they have made that decision. Uh, but Doesn't really, mean they can read the future. Well, every time now from now on until we finish this podcast, you know, in a couple more episodes, we'll end huh? up thinking I don't know, we'll end up thinking whenever there is crime, Eric, I will think of the mirror. I, I will, Eric. I mean, you tell me only I you. will. Well, well, we'll talk about more I'm gonna of that. I want to think of Looking Glass from the Watchmen TV yes, show. Yes, and I've never seen that, Eric. So yeah. with this, though. Most of these stories do end up, and, and Mirror was kind of a character that kind of embodied this. The idea when we get to, you know, 2021, two months past, we get to March. I don't know that I'm going to be thinking much of the Mirror. I don't think I'm going to be. I'm still going to be thinking of Nakano, though. Maybe. Because he was the guy that I first saw doing it who's still doing this, not blowing his ass up. We have up. a couple issues for that to be resolved, I, I would say. We may end up having him done by then as well. I just we'll really see. want him. I don't care if he's alone or in company. He should always have to I wear that eye patch. I just want him to be like, I don't like seeing him without it because so, like, why well, I still think the art's okay in this. When he's not wearing the eye patch, you start wondering – Oh shit, is that Nakano? Because you can't tell he's missing an eye. Well, sometimes it looks like he's just got some big black hole there. Yeah, it's disgusting, Eric. He's tell me more. I'm telling you, he needs one of those fake eyes, a glass eye, and he takes it out and makes you the kids stare at it like the Beach Boys dad did. But we're going to go to the next Nobody book. And, and again, like the mirror, like I said, a lot of these stories even are things I don't think I'm going to be. You know, there's Jimmy Boy of the future, August 2021, sitting there waxing poetic about the alchemist. Dr. Alchemy story from thing. And I don't think I'm going to be sitting there going, man, you know what I liked? I like that composite Superman Batman story in the old Batman Superman. It ends up ending and just. I think the only thing you're going to think of of any Batman Superman story is that one that Tom Taylor did. 
Yeah, really. That is true. And that that's a problem. I'm sitting here I'm like, you don't bring up a lot of old stories and think this is a classic for all time, for you all the years that we've been doing think, this. You don't think. Don't I sit there? Didn't I just mention Endgame a little earlier, Eric? Though that yeah, wasn't my that? favorite. But at least <laughs> I, I remember How it. How the city changed after I'm that? I'm not going to sit there and go, how's that Planet Brainiac? Planet Brainiac was real good. That's what we're dealing with now. The finale of Batman Superman number 14. Moon's finale planet. of Planet Brainiac. Not the book. Not the book now i ended up having to stop myself because i kept saying finale in my blurb even i don't want people to think this book is ending but again is it are we going to have one more issue in december and will it come back in march we don't know and i wish that dc well, nobody would really tell cares us about this book but a batman superman book should be something that does come back in march yeah but like you said nobody's really talking much about this and it's kind of just it's like one of those books where it feels just like well we should have a Batman Superman book out because of the two characters that'll sell, but don't don't take too much effort into it. Don't don't go like hog wild here and try to do anything crazy. Uh, and it even started out as the thing to get Hell Arisen and all that going. All like, that even stuff if they did in. a weird thing going back where you did, like they, for some reason they want to push this Batman Superman even Just though go it used back to be to Superman Batman. For crying I'm out though, loud. Going back to World's Finest, where it's at, will you have a negative connotation with it because of the Power Girl Hunter series? I don't series? know that anybody remembers that. Exactly, but you too. they don't. But the thing is. I would love a world's finest that book with Steel and right? Batwoman yeah. after this. I, I just want switching. I, I just want you have arcs well, then you can with have DC that. Comics Presents. Well, y- yeah, but you have it as the world's finest. Where I make it make sense. They they give the baton off. You know, you could have even at the point, even though they're going to have it in a digital deal, you could have even had an arc with the Super Sons in that as well, which would be really cool. Have but a Batman, brave in the bold somewhere. Batman Superman fourteen is written by Joshua Williamson, art by Max Rainer, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. You start giving me people like out of nowhere for if you call it a world's finest and give me a plastic man and like you know, I'm trying to think of who else I would I wouldn't want How on about this team. Owl but, man and cyborg Superman in a story where they're just going around wrecking shit. Why right? is Owl Man and Cyborg Superman together in the same book? We'll have to write the story to find out, Eric. I mean, that's what writers are for. You'll find out, Eric. You'll but, but see. But if you give me a book called The World's Finest and give me some lamos in there, I'm going to be really upset. That would be a that would be a problem, right? Like Cyborg Superman and Owl Man. You don't want to know. You don't need that story. Oh my God, the stories they would tell, Eric. World's finest, Bronze Tiger and Plastic and, Man. And you do that that Get classic. You do that classic where finest is. Crossed out and worst, right? You have that. It'd be that, so cool. I don't cool. like that. It's like do, the inferior do five. That, yeah, or also the Legion of, you know, substitute heroes, yeah. Eric. But you have that in October, right? That'd be an October thing. Batman Superman number 14, Eric. Joshua Williamson ends his AI gone wild story. You know, the last time I saw AI go more wild was the finals against the Lakers, Eric. You watch Oh, my that? goodness. Yeah, I did. AI is one of my favorites. Gone wild by showing that all composites, Superman, Batman, and I do want to admit, I say that every time just to annoy you, needed was a hug from daddy, though I did send that to you where it looks like Joshua Williamson is playing this game as if he created well, that's composite the thing, Superman, it's, Batman because it, it's a it's, robot. It, that's the thing is you have composite Superman who at times has been a robot and stuff like this, but this new character they're pushing for this. This is composite Batman Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's, just composite I, Superman. But it seems like they're trying to, you know, kind of like, you know, fudge the stats to get there. But it's fine. And a spare Joker had to be I downloaded. See what they're doing. I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, I just think they hope that it comes back later and somehow he'll get a cent or two from it. But. Yeah, you end up showing that the composite deal needed a hug from daddy and a spare joker had to be downloaded into it. It's a shame 
the fun factor of this arc promised uh, never came to full fruition because Williamson ended up resolving the cool stuff off panel to get to the generic Batman and Superman good stuff that he stresses over and over. Because of that, this is another story that will be forgotten quickly, like mostly everything we've gotten from this we series. We should have gotten said. Steel and Batwoman good because I would have preferred that where they actually do have to save and are the featured players of this whole thing because that was the coolest idea that we had playing when this whole arc began. And with that at the end, you end up having them say, oh, it was you know, pretty crazy that we intercepted that whole deal. And Batman, no, 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 we sent it to you. We knew because your guys are great. Show that in the story. Show where, well, you know, they well, end up doing something and use the characters. And you do end up using Batwoman as, well, she has her military deal, but you don't even see it on panel. She's like, well, I took care of these villains. They're all a heap of villains. They almost killed me once or twice, but I took them all out because I'm a badass. Steel's there to use an EMP blast that he says is going to shut him down for a little bit, but then also to get an AI-type deal for Batman to go into the Matrix. But even then, that's <laughs> just to push Batman and Superman to be the here, I wanted while composite Batman, Superman's in Metropolis, and Superman is just tearing him apart. That's the thing is, we are shutting the Brainiac AI down as if it is a big problem because oh my god, all Metropolis is in danger while this composite Batman, Superman thinks it's going to be the biggest villain there is. When really, Superman just went down there, just tore the thing apart. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I don't even know why we have so many robotic versions of the villain still on the moon after Steel's EMP blast. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> and, and a lot of the stuff just kind of happens to happen and you just end up where the fun factor just disappears completely to get to you know this forced ending of okay batman's gonna go into the matrix he's gonna sit down he's gonna turn the chair and his hat around get personal with the ai who then says you came to fight me well you're not gonna be able to hack no 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 I want to talk. Oh, my goodness. This blows the AI's mind. It, it would never have expected that. And then we find out that all this AI wanted to do was finish the job and to pretty much make Batman and Superman proud of it. Well, and that's I'm the like, thing. Really? It's, it's not even that whole thing, because when Batman it goes into the the AI itself using steel virtual reality goggles, we go in here like, you know, like. You have all these things, but I need to ask you, if you were going to do all this to figure out how was the best way to stop villains or superheroes, stuff like that, how would you stop yourself? Does not come. Well, that doesn't. That ends up with zero, one, one, zero. Oh, no. Infinite loop. But even with that, though, the infinite loop shuts them down right before Composite Batman and Superman was about to tell Superman he wanted him to be proud of him. He's like, I just wanted you to be proud of not you and Batman you. to be proud yeah. of. And you're like, really? <laughs> proud of who? Proud of who? He doesn't get it. But yeah, you end up, even with that, the funny thing about that I is- I see at the end, I swear in the solicits they called him like robot composite Batman Superman. At the end it calls himself, you know, when when it's inside his own weird AI, he is the like composite Superman Batman. So saying, I don't even know what to play with anymore. So with that though- the idea, like you said, that this big threat and, – and again, what I like – and I said to you, like, if it was Cyborg Superman, you don't even need that. The idea that a Superman-type composite deal is there 
in Metropolis wrecking shit. That does bring up a lot of people. People are probably really like, ah, run away and whatever. Except for and, that little girl. Yeah, she's like, kick ass, man. But well, that's she- the thing is, I actually think the little girl in Metropolis is like the way that most Metropolis people should be in this, my mind. Because like this, we, we have this gigantic robot right now. It's like, I am Superman. You're not Superman. Look at you. You're not even wearing the right costume. You're just a big robot monster of combined Batman Superman. She's not worrying a bit because she knows that it's Metropolis and Superman's going to beat your candy yeah. ass. Oh, I, I was waiting for at one point the Metropolis people are so cocky as hell. Oh, they are. They're assholes. <laughs> I, I was waiting for composite Superman, Batman, or Batman, Superman, whichever. You grab a flower and give it to her and then drown her ass. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> you want it to be Frankenstein? Yeah, that's all I wanted. The way she was spouting off, you know, she needs to be taught a lesson. But she yells Did that. Did you know, Jim, Frankenstein? That's not the name of the that's, monster. That's the doctor. <laughs> Spoiler. But with this, though. It's the only thing you know about that. With this, though. I know, Igor. Uh, with this, though. His name's you Fritz. end up with this all going on where even when – Batman shuts down the AI, you know, the big AI. Two things are already have happened here. You see composite Batman Superman. He's in pieces. He is leaving. He's coming peace, but he's leaving in pieces. Superman's done. Then on the other side of that, Batwoman's destroyed. Like, there was no real reason at this point to shut anything down. They've already destroyed everything. Steel only took out half the robot army with the EMP blast. Batwoman definitely destroyed the rest of them. And Superman took out composite Batman Superman. So pretty much, unless there was some more raw material to make some more, I think this Brainiac AI freaking virus was going to get shut down no matter what. And even the idea by the end of the issue, it's like this. I've downloaded the Brainiac AI into this large Joker robot head because it had a lot of room for the thing. But now I'm going to take it back to the Batcave and I'm going to put it into an 80s computer with no way to escape, with no internet connection. I'm like, there is no way that computer, that Wang computer, as far as I'm concerned, can actually go and have enough memory to keep this Brainiac AI in it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somewhere out there, Martin has the shirt and he sees smiling. Eric the Wang. But yeah, so I had a wang. they had all. Once. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Maybe <Once>. twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, summer camp. That's your experimenting time. You end up here with everybody destroyed. So when Batman shuts down the AI, legitimately, all he does is fuck them completely because now the whole moon base falls apart. That's all he does. I, I have no idea how Batman, the only person actually not like, you know, cons- like not wearing a mask to be in space, how he survived. Like they're going with it with Superman. I'm okay with because every now and again, people would draw Superman without wearing a mask and do stuff like that. There's no way that Batman survives this in order for him to get to his spaceship in time. Superman grabs them and starts flying. And they even say, and I love that, you know, Batwoman, who's already upset because she was left to just deal with this tons of villains and all that. There's the big pile of them where you end up. Oh, no, the computer went down. We're going to end up dying. And Batman yells, we're going to die of exposure. Actually, I think it's steel. We're going to die from exposure. And then you end up having (laughs) and freeze to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. And they go, and oh man, Superman, he'll rescue us. Oh man, that's right, Superman. He's talking to people now, and he gets it. There's no way they survive. Batman's dead. But yeah, yeah, you end up with this whole deal in that, where in this 80s computer with this that computer. completely <laughs> complex AI, the thing now has two things it has a, it has Zork on there where you can play, but you also have composite 
Batman Superman, who's there in the fully realized the AI digital. in this, right? The He's, digital composite Superman inside. Beware, Beware villains. villains. Composite Superman Batman is here to save the day. It almost comes off to a weird thing, like back into the um, the Superman animated series where Bizarro was sent to his own world. and He created like rock cities of Metropolis and rock people. And every day he'd go and create a prompt for him to save the rock people of his Bizarro world. It almost seems like that with this digital composite Superman Batman AI. Even when you see the screen, it does look like this is just a, a, a basic. And I'm saying basic. I don't even think it's MS DOS at this point. This is running this on guy, basic DOS. It, yeah, I'm telling you, though, you do have the prompt and that. Yeah. I'm thinking this is 80s. I'm no MS DOS. That's going to be basic deal. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, print My things out. And make it yeah, you're talking late. I'm talking, this looks like, I'm telling you, this looks like early 80s, late oh, 70s. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it's ridiculous, but that monitor's attached to it. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's got the green, the green monitor that I love. But yeah, this is nonsense. And you end up with them in there. Doesn't make sense, but really, nothing in but this. Jim, kit, so next you can go issue, with Solomon Grundy died on a Sunday. Oh, my. You're changing things. <laughs> oh, my. Well, what happened? Um, well, he always dies on the Sundays. Yeah, I'm just saying, what are we going to do with that? We're going to have a one-shot story, and then now, we go have up I, to have the I talked? Down. Have I talked about my Solomon Grundy story on the podcast? Yes, you have. You have. God damn it. I'm telling you, every time I see something like this, I'm like, somebody heard me. It's going to take it. I know it. Yeah, you did. We'll see if it is, Eric. We'll see what they play with here. But- you know, the art's okay I'm here. every time because I'm pretentious. <laughs> a lot of that everything goes back to you. Uh, I sit there and I say something in my bathroom. I think that people are listening. And they aren't. <laughs> but you end up there. And what is. I'm saying in the bathroom is, why is this toilet not fixed? But you end up with the deal where we'll see if this continues again in March. If it does, you would think maybe they'll get a new writer on it. And I, I, so. I mean, Joshua Williamson, this seems... This seems like his like side piece, right? It He's seems like, like a Batman Superman digital only style. Yeah, it does. And a lot of those, a lot of the books are are going that way. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's an evil plan to get us all used to the storytelling. I to think go to it's digital. just that there's not enough time to do anything sp- like you know spectacular with the characters because they're all wrapped up in what's going on with endless winter, future state, and death. And you don't right want to confuse you can't, people you, either. You can't do anything yeah, right now. It's like tell a basic story where nothing matters over and over this again. This is what I say to you about those. Nine Nonsense, you know, puppet master movies you, you watch and things like that, where you, you say to me, they're well, awful. You know, no, but you say they, they end up making these movies and they're little movies, and but that doesn't mean you have to make a shitty movie just because you yeah, can't too much. You can still. That's really what I'm thinking of. You, you don't need no, Charlie to. Band does you it don't too. need to do real shitty stuff like blow people's minds by having a story. Evil bong fourteen. Here's the deal. We go with that Tom Taylor deal. Evil bong and. That was only a couple issues, but you had a bunch of things. And what that made, that wasn't a story that was based on the idea of Batman's great, says Superman. Superman's great, says Batman. It was a bit that throughout that showed Batman and Superman were just kick ass, each in their own ways. But then by the end, I got the feels there. I ended up crying. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not crying that about this. Oh, as he dies. Oh, no. That, watching his last sunrise. How can you put that that AI in that old computer? Ah, you know, it doesn't have the deal. But yeah, that Daxamite well, that's because dying. it ends on a joke, too, because the, the Batcave is all destroyed. Like, oh, we're going to have to spend some time picking this all up, and everybody ditches Batman. <laughs> you have stolen my dreams. <laughs> it is. It's like, wah, wah, wah. And then Batman's like, do, do, do. Hey, get crazy. Get over there. <laughs> what are you saying? My name is a Rick. 
That's what he says when it's time to clean up. Oh, he, Alfred, oh, I miss you every day. We're gone. That's basically what he's saying. Listen, guys. And then he, they leave. See you later. And a tear down his cheek. I miss you, Alfred, as he goes and microwaves yet another encore meal for dinner. Eric, and then that'd be fine with me. But yeah, Yanda, what would you give this? Six out of ten. I think it's the art's really good. It's just the story is very subpar for whatever. I'm telling you, the setup was amazing. The idea that we're going to get an arc about stealing Batwoman sounded like the greatest thing ever. It's just the threat that we dealt with. Yes, it came off from what he's doing previously and built that whole up thing. It's just very anticlimactic for how we're dealing with it just to give us a robotic Batman composite Superman thing. And it's just it never felt right by the end. You didn't do enough with Steel and Batwoman, which was the highlight in my mind going in. Yeah, that was the thing that got me, especially in a book that you kept going back to this generic, you know, like I said, Superman good, Batman good. good though. And I would have liked to have seen that through these other characters where you could even have it where Superman wonders, man, Steel, how did you do that? Well, I saw you do that one time or you inspired me or I did this or I did it from Natasha. You know, you can have some building and in a landscape of books, not a lot of people know Steel anymore. Unfortunately, it's not in a lot. And me, and I you have really this Imaginex like figure right in front of me right now. They made a Fisher Price Imaginex figure. The guy, everybody's got to know John Henry. Mm-hmm. Ives. I wish, I wish that they'd also know about Natasha, and I wish we'd have a Steelworks digital book coming out. We like those characters, and I really like Natasha and Steel. You know that back and forth with them. So with this, all, all you got with Natasha in this is, yeah, she's going to be mad at me if I mess up this suit, and you know, you didn't. Even and get anything from it so i wish that this would have been more natasha irons because she is just a female steel and they have the same gimmick and stuff like that i don't even know what that means in this situation seriously i just she doesn't really have anything make it her own gonna get it to make it her own by not doing anything eric you you can't win the lottery unless because even even when we did have her in the titans she didn't really have much to do she was because they always just kind of shove her aside and that's a shame but I'm just saying, in general, a steel works deal. You can throw Lana back in there, and it'd be really fun as a digital title. I would never say that that's going to get to print. There's no way. But a digital thing, that'd be pretty cool. Or as they are doing, they're having that truth and justice book that they're pushing as like a Brave and the Bold. I would like to see a Batwoman and a Steel and somebody else thrown in there as well in, yeah, a, in an arc of that. So do I. Tanya, when Superman died as a young boy in that next one, I forget, I can't remember what issue it was. I think it probably has to be Man of Steel. But when they introduced Steel as the next Superman right there, I was on board. I'm like, okay, this is my Superman now. And it was amazing. And you love that Shaq, too. Batman, White Knight presents Harley Quinn number two. What the hell is even that? (laughs) You don't like the Shakespeare. Written by Katana Collins, art by Matteo Scalera, Dave Stewart, and Anne World Designs. While this miniseries is going at a pretty slow pace to start off, I'm still enjoying it. I just hope that things start picking up with next issue, or I may not be interested enough for this side story to continue. That's my quick blurb as we go into the story where you are building Harley's side of things a bit more and seeing what happened to some characters like Neo Joker. She is. And I like the idea she's the hero, but not just saying that. She's going to do things. It's still a little bit, you know, not exactly heroic all the time, but she's doing what's right. What I don't need is the continuous and constant reminder of, yeah, you and Joker, that was Jack. 
Okay, we, we get it. We get it. it. It just ends up really being thrown at you with It's us. weird, the idea, because I, I wanted to be all on board with the idea that we have the producer and the starlet, this this person who's killing old-time actors and, like, you know, painting them up to look black and white and stuff like that, and hardly thinking, oh, well, this other person, his initials were JT, and this person's trying to go back and, like, recreate the Jason Todd murder, so it wants to be a Joker kind of aspect, so we're going to go after Neo Joker, and this is where it leads to. It doesn't really feel right for that whole conclusion to go there though and it really does feel forced especially when we go to amusement mile and go confront neo joker and find out yeah i didn't do shit and this person called the producer came to me wanted me to be the starlet and all like that and i told him to go pound sand it just like all right i guess you're on the up and up i'll give you a week to get out here before i tell the police where you are and it's a weird thing because I was all on board because it seemed like something new and weird for the White Knight, just getting away from the Joker stuff, but really kind of shoehorning the Joker stuff in there because on top of everything else we're dealing with, we have Harley still being – like still, but being the mother of Jack's kids, and she's kind of not a good mother like we talked about in the last one. She cares more about her hyenas, but in the than she does. And it, it totally continues here, but we're going back in time more and more and seeing the transformation of Jack into the Joker, even before if there is an acid dip that turns him you know, all freaking bleached skin and whatnot – his mind is shattering during this whole thing. It actually goes back to more of an animated series, especially when we have the gray ghost in this, where like uh, during the Mask of the Phantasm movie, where we have the idea that Joker was a gangster who like we could see the idea where he did take the acid spill at one point. But before that, his mind was cracking and he started going towards this whole psychological like, you know, decay. And Harley was there to see it and actually inspired her to freaking go and become an Arkham Asylum psychologist to try to continue working with this man she loves to try to cure him. I, I like all this stuff. I like that. It just doesn't – actually, it's more interesting than the main story, which might be a problem for this whole thing because – we're dealing with the White Knight, and this is essentially what the White Knight story is. Pretty much Joker and his psychosis through and through with everything that we deal with. And when you introduce the new aspect of the producer and the starlet, it's not hitting as well as it should. And I'm just sitting there for this new psychologist who wants to work with Harley. I'm like, when are you going to turn heel, man? Because I don't trust your ass. And it's such a weird idea. It is a weird idea. And the, the weird idea, and this is where I'm saying the slow pacing, where – you really you're looking into the producer and the starlet, but you're taking these side steps in an issue where we're not getting another killing. We're not getting anything to advance that. We're pretty much checking off some checklist of who it isn't to get to the end where we get a reveal of the starlet. But with that, you do go to Neo Joker and you said it and it's true. You go to Neo Joker because the connection that Harley sees in this crime scene is a connection to a Batman thing, a Jason Todd thing, the JT going, and it's not quite that, or it is, we don't know yet fully, but it's not Neo Joker. No. Spend a lot of time with that to not be her. And, and It again, feels so weird for there to be this weird camaraderie between Harley and Neo Joker at this point, especially for what she put everybody through with that first White Knight, just for them to actually have tea together, and then we come in because you want to have this, because for somebody who still is all in love with Jack, Joker, whatever you want to call him, I guess we can go with Jack, because that's where Harley goes, she is so in love that she would never have the physical relationship that she has in Poison Ivy and other media, so when you bring in a Neo Joker, who essentially is a Harley too. You bring a Pamela Isley and you see this whole thing where we want to talk about them being in a relationship, which is okay. I actually kind of like this for this weird mind universe, but the weirdest part about all of this whole thing, I was actually thinking about it earlier on a walk where you have these characters in Amusement Mile. You have Neo Joker, Poison Ivy, and Mad Hatter. They are all roommates in this place. I'm thinking to myself, 
Poison Ivy, fine. This this works if you want to push this relationship. Mad Hatter to me is one of the most diabolical villains that Batman's ever. Because just think about it. There's a guy whose mind is so cracked he wants to play freaking you know just Lewis Carroll games. Like I'm gonna make a girl, you know, go against her own will. She's gonna play my fantasy. She's gonna be my Alice. I'm gonna kidnap young blonde girls. I'm like. You're gross and sick, you little man. And the idea they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're our roommate. That's fine. I'm like, no, don't let that man in your house. They didn't introduce their other roommate, Professor Pig, because he steps it up. That I always think of those together. Like, that's a guy who's going to force them into these little games. And then when that doesn't work, Professor Pig just makes them Dalatrons. It makes well, them, that's like, the, And that's the thing. It's too. It's like, you know, like, all right, who are we going to have here? Mad Hatter or Professor Rapey? Like, this is another villain. I'm like, you essentially have the same character because there's no way in his, you know, Lewis Carroll fantasies, he is not raping these young girls it's, i'm like it's awful this, that's what i'm telling you there's you don't see it on screen obviously or panel but whenever i look at mad hat i'm like you are the most diabolical villain in batman you little ugly man it's, it's funny where you go and you know i can see where katana collins is going with this idea especially here where right away they're like hey you like tea oh i do let's drink all right hey and all of a sudden they're besties they're they're going at it. but it is that idea of there's Harley, who in this, you know, different universe here, she's in love with Jack. She is better. She's there with the Batman. She's helped out. And here's Neo Joker, her mirror image of the evil. Like, it's almost like that's the Harley split personality going. But you don't get enough of that. And when you do have, you know, Poison Ivy and Mad Hatter shop, Mad Hatter's such an odd choice anyway. But well, that's you have because he where, was helping her in the first White Knight yeah, story. But you Seems have like he stuck that around. There with, uh, okay, and there's where Neo Joker consorts with the villains here, where Harley tries to keep reminding, I'm with Jack, Bruce, I named my kids after all that. So you get that mirror image of the deal, but to have her go there and her say, Nope, it's not me. He came to me. This producer did come to me and want me to be this. I turned him down. I don't need that shit. So then you're like, well, what's going right. on? Why did we deal with this? It's a Back little bit of a one. world building, but that's Agreed, not what but it we're does into. nothing for the story. No, and the story is all in this whole. You really, like, I would love to say that each issue, even if you just pop into an issue, you'll get the, especially a miniseries that this is, you'll get the gist of what everything's about. You jump into this and you're not really going to get much of the the producer. They're mentioned, but you're not going to think that that's the main focus. And it is. And that's a cool deal where you have this villain who ends up recreating scenes in black and white when he kills them. I mean, that is a really cool idea for a Batman villain, oh, yeah. even in this alternate reality deal, this alt history deal, with, well, alt version. Uh, and so that's a cool deal to Elseworld. deal with. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of it. But so you're going with that, even with, like you said, it, it even pulls in the animated universe, which you ended up having Sean Which is Collins. kind of a cool, because yeah. we're and doing that a lot. And yet Sean Murphy do that a lot in this. So well, it, it Not even that, right. it's just like throughout this, like since the White Knight started, he's been pulling from like the 89 Batman movie and the animated series over and over again i'm like yes you are really filling this world up with these things that you enjoy and which a lot of people really enjoy which really makes this really cool and separate from everything else that we're dealing with i say that's weird they're like nobody else is enjoying the other shit that's just you and me but no this is i do like the idea of world but especially using harley quinn who is our main protagonist anymore because you know you have gto or like you're just doing gto stuff harley's they're like you know ace in the hole for what they're dealing with batman's away joker's dead you know it's a weird situation where harley is our main protagonist throughout this entire universe right now but we're not doing enough to really have this going forward because like we spend a lot of time in this one i'm sorry i like this issue I we spend so. a lot of time to say hey you want to see the origins of her hyenas but in a little like, the hyenas, yeah, and that's not we okay. have a huge thing 
that is really cool. These murders and, and this a little producer. Side, we, we, we're going to name the kids after Jack and Bruce. Do you consider if somebody named the kid Bryce, Bryce? that I named it after Bruce? Yeah, no. I, no, I could see Jackie, but Bryce, no, no, not Bryce. And if you were going to do that, like name it Al it's, it's, or something. It's just like my friend Marilee. She named her one kid after me, but his name's Derek. I'm like, did you? Yeah, did you name it after me? That's not really real. It's not my name. That's not your name. So I love yeah, you, but don't you, say things like this. Kind of ridiculous. You get a lot of Button Lou. Is what you get in this. Which I love and, Button Lou. And then you get Quimby, who you know we think is not on the up and up, but even there, he's obsessed with Harley and the whole deal. Harley ends up saying, you know, Jack was doing bad, but once I did. Do that whole, you know, paper on him that got published. It got worse. And then you even have, and I do like this concept where Harley was trying to, you know, cure him, just them hanging out. And he went too far. He ended up, you know, turning into Joker, going off, doing some really bad things. And Batman coming to Harley and saying, listen, I read your paper. It's really good. You should do this in a actual you know, psychiatric setting. You should go to Arkham and you could help I'm telling him there. You, if, any, if living in the DC Comics world or even living in Gotham City itself within this world, if anybody told me you should go to work at Arkham, I'm thinking in my mind that means you should go fuck yourself and no, die Eric, because that's was, essentially what's going to happen. This is the golden age of Arkham. The things hadn't gone real bad yet. No, no, but it was I, still really bad. I do like this where we even said the first issue, the whole when I first met the, you know, Jack and the strip club and things like that going – I do like that this is that progression where she is falling in love with him, but this isn't in Arkham. This is with Jack. This is them, like I said, just at home, hanging out. She's trying to help him. When he does switch, when he ends up having that, she talks him down. It's a cool it's idea getting worse that and worse. he has a, psycho- like a, a psychological problem before the acid bath. Like you could see it actually being a thing that is and actually going to be she has already but, tried helping him with that, which yeah, I like and that's, as well. And that's such a weird idea because we talked about with the pills in the first one. And actually, it was a weird idea of like, you know, stopping his face from being bleached, his hair being green and stuff like that, where he just became Jack again. But it just, it's Maybe it was just makeup, and I'm trying to remember how that played in the first story arc now, or the first story itself. That was a long but time it, ago. Right? Exactly. And I'm like, it's a really kind of a cool concept to say that this is all like psychological and not something that actually happened to him physically from like Batman. And I like it also on Harley's side, because this is a Harley that has fallen in love with Jack. And if you don't have this beginning as much, yeah, we went with it, but... You kind of sit there and like, well, did you like when did you? And this shows that she had a relationship with Jack, who then started fritzing out a bit where she could control it or help. That was a the bit. big problem to the idea in the first story where we are fleshing things out in that like area because she talked about Jack and not Joker. But like all you ever saw was Joker. Exactly. So now you're actually showing the relationship. Why that, that makes sense really even great. more to the other stories. But I want the story that we started with. Like, that's really great. This is really expanding Harley in this universe. It really is. But you started off of this could have been that should have been the first issue. Then at the end, kind of introduce the but go with this producer deal. This is the big thing. This is the wow moment of her trying to track down a serial killer type deal is doing these things and you kind I of lose track of that I hope that somebody does here. take the Starlet or producer however you want to go into the main continuity after the saw and done because just having a villain who is actually in gray tones black and white who's going around trying to go after the old movie stars like Simon Trent the gray ghost does really feel like an animated thing as well in it my does. mind and it would like, be something really cool especially with the way cool it would like play that. off in the animated series for like you know even the way th- some things are drawn in this whole thing really play off in that angle but just having this over-the-top Batman villain who is all about black and white silent era movies or whatever you want to call it where they do go around in this gray scale I'm like 
it does it's very appealing to see i'm like yeah i kind of do like that or even thinking about it in a batman 66 sense because it's such, such a ridiculous idea but it works so well yeah and it's it's even like you can go with like it's a classic deal of like film freak but yeah. in this deal and i like classic it that, film freak yeah at the end <laughs> then you also get when you see uh, you see the starlet, and I'm like, "What's Domino doing over here at DC, Eric?" But you, we could guess what's That's going what on, thought. what's happening, Domino. and all that. But with all of that, what would you give this? I'd am giving this a seven point eight out of ten. I could go higher, but you know, while I still am enjoying this, it seems like it's focusing on a lot of weird stuff where we're not actually dealing with the story on hand, and I'm not actually sure why. Harley, I'm telling you, I like the world building that we're getting and stuff like that, but it just feels counterproductive to the story that we're like, you know, dealing with where. That seems to be the afterthought to actually just building up to more backstory on Harley itself, which feels odd and slows the issue down. Even her connection to the GTO and like Renee Montoya, it feels weird. We're not progressing in a way that makes sense to me. Even having that Quimby guy, I'm like, I, I don't know. For some push reason, him aside a bit. He feels weird, especially yeah. for all. I think he just he's keeps pushing. The, I'm telling you, he just keeps pushing the Joker stuff because he's obsessed with it. You know, even bringing in the kids' clown balloons and stuff like that. And Harley is not not about this dude at all. But she spends the entire day with him. It feels weird, but I do look forward to the next issue of this, and I do like it. I just needed to pick up the story, or like you know, I don't know, tell the story at hand more. Yeah, that's the thing. If this was like an aside thing of hey, we're just going to go through a lot of Harley's, but I need that that story and i hope we get back to that and with the you know starlet as the cliffhanger i think that especially we will. if it's not about you know going over old joker stuff where the only reason she is here because they thought it was an old joker kind of deal and she went on get like you know with the idea that's the only reason that she's a part of this the producer and the starlet they do feel like removed from anything that actually should be part like what's going on currently yeah and and also i i have to say that i guess there's a lot of you know old time movie stars here in got but you might want to set some people up around them you might want to watch some of these older stars maybe there's so many you can't but you might want to keep an eye out maybe oh stake my some god things they went out. after the great ghost yeah i'm saying stake some things out and maybe you'll find these but it, it's you think cool. the guy i say that this is the thing i was about to say the actor who played in the mark of zorro that bruce saw but in this universe i would think it'd be like the animated series where he went to go see the gray ghost and that was his hero instead of the zorro so i'm like it is weird where you have the beware the gray ghost where you have gordon in the animated series look and batman on the poster as well beware the well, gray well ghost, in so. the animated series it was adam west who played the voice of the gray ghost that's pretty cool so yeah so but i like that i'm I'm actually going to give it an eight actually once we talked about it i still need it to get back to what we really want from it but seeing that beginning with harley that we really didn't get before i think that that's a pretty cool deal it's just weird to be in a second issue here so but i'm going to give it some props and then we'll see and we'll obviously be talking about the next issue i just hope that we get to that case and going but when you avoid it in this man i think do they really have much? Is this just going to end up being more about, you know, Quimby and stuff, which we want to know about? I But I want to see some more of that going on. But, yeah, there you go. We were a little more positive this section than yeah. what is coming up because, yeah, you know, strap in and strap on because we're, we're going to be getting a little strap more miserable on. from here on out. But we'll be back in a couple minutes with more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. 
Yes, and we're back with three more books, and we will hear Eric Shea. One of these Maybe. books is his. It'll be so I'm going to talk to that of the section. I hope so, because half of the stuff I don't know what the hell happened. I, this this week is tough. I was just talking to you about people being down on us being down. I'm down on us being down. Of people being down on the down. I'm That's down. what I say. Hi-oh! That's what I say. But we're going to jump right into this here. With the first book of the section, The Flash, number 766, written by Kevin Shinnick, art by Will Conrad, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. Kevin Shinnick wraps up, wraps up, wraps up his confusing Dr. Yeah. Alchemy story in this issue. And while I, he, I've said that it should be a digital first title, I'm no longer sure of that. Stories all over the place. And while we keep dealing with the same kind of concepts, they keep getting buried in or changing through half explanations and supposed twists. That felt as if they were leading to something that would be like the wow moment. Not, I'm not saying the, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist, but something where it would all come together that I'd say, okay, all of this stuff was worth what we were doing. And now it falls flat under the weight of its own nonsense. I wasn't expecting a flash story for the ages here, but you could have had some fun. And it, it ends up each issue. I was just looking for a issue, fun Dr. Alchemy story because we haven't seen the character in so long. Each issue got less and less fun. And more and more convoluted. I, the, the idea of this starting out as Dr. Alchemy was escaping from prison. After creating a new Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. And, and and then that even changed. Last At one point, they said that he didn't. And then he did. And with that, he wants to absorb it. But if he does, he can't. It's all complicated. Well, not only that, he's also being controlled by every person who's ever possessed the Philosopher's Stone before. They're cycling through personalities, even like changing the way they look. And like uh, Dr. Alchemy, he's looking for help from the Flash. Or is he? Yeah, because he's not being controlled. He's controlling. And with that, just that concept. I, I know that you know this, Eric, but we've had a couple different versions of Dr. Alchemy. Wait, yeah. Why not just deal with them? Why not deal with comic book stuff? That's what drives me nuts about this. You actually have a setup where you could even have the deal where he's going a bit insane because of past continuities, you know, stuff that you can play with. Well, he also is already insane because he's developed an evil personality becoming Dr. Alchemy, which we don't deal with. Yeah, and yeah, you had a split personality. So you had a bunch of versions of Dr. Alchemy through the years. And so we come back and instead of dealing with that. As the split personality, it seems that Kevin Shinnick either isn't aware of that, but he mentioned it last issue. But he thinks that this is a clever way. Maybe is he trying to explain that? Because it now makes we have no seventeen sense. personalities, oh and they're not. Each Albert Desmond is the weakest one the of all. Other. But it turns out, yeah, you don't like the Magus. No, I, I, I want to see comic book things. I don't need to get a history lesson at the beginning of Martin Klopret discovered uranium. You don't like the Zosimos? Now, and just think of this: where you start off, where there's Barry Allen running through, you know. Basically, the periodic table. It seems yeah, he's yeah. breaking through it as if he's I just starting wish out the he football would game. The element of surprise, Jim. Oh my! I'd like the element of storytelling <laughs> or characterization. Is what I would How like. Eric. But when he's doing this and he's going through, like Martin, hold on the element of surprise. Oh all week. my! Martin Clapworth discovered uranium only to have Robert Oppenheimer use it to make the atomic bomb. Okay, that. But what does that 
go into the story. Like if you name these well, things. Because the thing is he's talking about people who have created elements that have later regretted, like Baryon creating the Lysium for his but ring so it doesn't problem is deteriorate. The, the Lysium though is the – like that's the added thing down the line of the story. We're, we're supposed to be dealing with Dr. Alchemy and the Philosopher's Stone. So I understand the Lysium – that whole uh, concept, kind of, but with that, because I don't, that, it doesn't make sense. The speed force are, but that's the side part. Like he doesn't end up; he ends up never dealing really with the major parts of the story. The and then they are not exa- <laughs> like the philosopher's stone. This is a huge thing. The basically all he really ended up wanting to throw out there was the idea that they used mercury mad hatters they're crazy because that seems to have led to oh my god all these crazy personas and things like that then it gets twisted and turned into the rings because he's got well, not that only thing that, with the rings also the, the idea that will magnus is a descendant of one of these magus this sorcerer from back in the day who realized, oh my god, like my ancestor the magus, I can create something that will bring life to metal. I'm like you're shoehorning a lot in here to tell a Dr. Alchemy story. And That's not on my top problem. of that, That's but what we I'm also to have say. the trickster in the background who's planting freaking camera contacts in Barry's eyes without him realizing it. So we can find out all about Barry Allen's life, but we don't need to find, we don't need to use this to find out his backstory and who he is because we have a Magus from back in the day who could see the future at a time where Barry Allen's identity was already revealed. So we're going to use that to find out who Barry Allen is. We're going to use the camera eyes to figure out where he goes and who he loves. So the camera eyes. Those were used for a second. Those were ditched, but yet we have to go back to that, even in a way that if you're telling, it's only there to get us to Blue Valley, Nebraska, and I don't even understand why Doctor or how Doctor Alchemy got there so fast, or why we needed to go there. And why do we spend a a part here where it's being removed? You could have had that in just a a little one panel. I went and got, or you could have told a comic book type story here, where maybe Barry figures out a way to change things up because trickster's no longer part of the story is the problem you know, he's gone so there's no reason to even deal but maybe make it something where he dupes some people I, but you go back, John Stewart's taking them out. They're talking about, you know, oh my, this Dr. Al. Just give me imagine this, this though. Stuff. The whole thing is they're essentially contacts that are high tech contacts with camera eyes kind of thing, but. Like I like to think that you could just take these out with your hand like you could take out any other context. The idea that I'm going to have a green lantern create a gigantic construct to come down to freaking pretty much needle-nose pliers to take them out. I'm like, get the hell out of here, John. I don't care if you're a Marine, an architect, whatever the hell you are. Get away from my yeah, eyeballs. Yeah, really. This should be something you just take out. Where he ends Where's up Dr. Where, Midnight? Is he like, in continuity? <laughs> you have all this things Give going on terrific over to here. take out the context. He's like, thank you. I never had context. I, but yeah, so through this, you had points Just where – imagine, too, the idea of like anybody who has contacts has accidentally slept in them and how irritated your eyes are the next day. Now imagine spending a freaking week or so sleeping with camera eye contacts. Camera eyes. So, so with that, without realizing what's going on with my eyeballs, you're, you're ending up in this where you're having a rotating bunch of alchemists that are inside the mind body of Doctor Alchemy. That with the Philosopher's Stone, it's making them come as a personification of themselves in this whole. And with the Lysinium that Doctor Alchemy got before and figured out how to make because of the camera eyes, he has now been able to absorb the Philosopher's Stone into himself, so he doesn't need the stone himself. He is the alchemy and, and all in all in one. But he's being controlled by. All all these more powerful alchemists, though, it's revealed then that that's a dupe, that he's in control, though 
they don't end up showing it's there's nothing here it, it, with that in the meantime barry's still working on the idea that fuck that albert desmond i'm a better chemist than he is i'm gonna make a philosopher's stone and i'm gonna use the lysinium so it doesn't control me like albert mike but he used the lysinium to absorb the stone why are you using the lysinium so it doesn't control yeah, you he's used this is what i'm saying this story Though at points it feels like you end up having Kevin Shinnick adding too much on top of this, this, you know, it's more of the idea that things are changing, things get shifted around. At one point, even Iris, because they're in the Hall of Justice, Iris is able to stay there. They've let her stay there to be safe. He should have taken her right away there, but you end up where, and she, she probably should live there. All the people should. But when you're there, he's like, I'm gonna make this Philosopher's Stone. Because that's what I and she's like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's your vanity and and your ego trying to be better. No, no, he's trying to do whether it's convoluted or not. He thinks this is what he has to do to end up, you know, stopping slash maybe even saving at this point, Dr. Alchemy, because he thinks he's under control. Then later when he realizes that Iris was right. But that's another part of the story that gets shifted in a weird direction of I shouldn't have tried to go with my ego to be the best chemist of all time. Then you end up having one of the pre- you are the best chemist. I'm like, what is going well, on even the here? idea where it's the whole thing is, you know, we have the Lysinium. Dr. Alchemy used this, so he's protecting his body from the effects of the Philosopher's Stone. Now, Barry says he did the same thing with the Lysinium, but to protect his mind so it doesn't take him over. But his greatest scientific contribution isn't creating Lysinium. It's finding a way to dissolve it using rapid friction which the idea of lysinium was that it wouldn't dissolve with rapid friction so that's the whole reason of creating but he created a lysinium which shouldn't be lysinium to dissolve with it and because then he can then use that rapid friction to run around alchemy to dissolve his lysinium which then turns into stone because his body's no longer protecting but the thing is the thing is he created the Lysinium to dissolve rapidly for his things. Alchemy did not, so his should not dissolve with rapid friction. Barry should. And even with all that, all this was was to set up that he didn't want that ring to dissolve, fall apart in the in, in the Speed Force, which that's not a thing. Exactly. It's not a thing. You are setting up a story based on something that is not a thing and then getting so convoluted oh my God. by the end. I, I don't understand the, the notes that would have led to this. I We need the whiteboard of trying to figure this out. <laughs> this is like I the like greatest. Yarn strung across yeah, the room. It's the greatest mystery of all time uh, because all of this going on and even at points where, you know, Zosimos grabs Barry and he turns into rubber. Zosimos. And they don't even say anything. Well, even, just- even the idea that Alchemy then uses it to turn Barry to rubber, which I think is, I didn't get the idea of rubber. For some reason, he dissolved his body into air and his, his like, you know, it costume looks like was he's just dangling. Deflated. I don't but know what he the did. The whole idea then, like, man, if I just vibrate hard enough, my body will be fine. I'm like, I don't understand how that works, but whatever, Flash. I'm also thinking about this whole thing where he is trying to take Dr. Alchemy down. Alchemy is the big bad of this whole book. He is going to show up by turning all the buildings on a single street in Central City into liquid acid. And I'm like, everybody in Central City is dead. I know Barry ran back and grabbed a bunch of people. He grabbed like 12 people. And I'm like, Half the people in Central City are dead. That that was it. that was a turn it's a for the worst. Tidal wave of acid, you know, a turn for the worst from when he turned the river into gold and the cars into silver and and, and the clouds into bronze, which then fall out of the sky and hit Barry oh, in the not, head. Not only that, the clouds turn to bronze, fall from the sky, <laughs> land on Barry. Dude's fine. Yeah, fine. 
Nothing's wrong. He actually just like lays down he under is it. pinned <laughs> he, underneath he looks, a bronze cloud. Like, oh man, that was unfortunate. He looks like me right, trying to, to stand get out, out of the covers in bed in the morning. <laughs> He's like b- barely trying to crawl out. I'm like, huh? Take those bronze clouds. I'm like, well, that's kind of fun. I mean, but the idea then. Oh, what? You're you're, going to try to stop me? Well, now I'm just going to turn the whole city into acid. This city is destroyed. Barry then goes. He saves the people. And then he ends up having to use the stone, which he says he doesn't want to because it might take him over, even with the light. (laughs) And he does this. And then how can we just like, damn you, you wielded the stone. You are the greatest chemist of all time. I love you. I hate you, but I love you. You're the best chemist of all time. I should have known. All right, now that now that you have used this, I need to tell you also, I am the greatest <laughs> manipulator of all time. Remember what I told you? All those other people that held the stone were taking me over. Well, it turns out I took I them took over. Fooled them you over? Gotcha. I'm like, how did that happen? I still don't understand how you get these now personas that you from the, the past. Stone, I'm going to take you over as well. The philosopher's <sighs> stone. It, it changes things. You know, you, you change lead into gold. This is the big thing. When, when does it start getting spirits from the material world in your damn head of all the past alchemists that you end up going? And everything's twisting and turning, but I do love where I'm the greatest manipulator. You said manipulator, right? You, okay, I'm, I'm with you. And, <laughs> and then they just start going, and he's like, and then Barry remembers, I did and then he starts running around Dr. Alchemy. And then Creating we get friction back to, the to get steel. rid of his Lysinium. And then when it's, which, when it's gone. Which shouldn't be a thing for his because he based his original Lysinium thing on what he saw Barry do to make actual Lysinium, not stuff that dissolves with friction. Me and you talk a lot about writers. I mean, Christopher Priest sometimes does it where he tries to get a little fancy to explain comic booky things in a real world way, in a scientific way. That's bad enough. But when I'm reading a comic and I'm like, Oh, we even said Dr. Alchemy. That's fun. That'll be cool. We'll get some things. Now I'm doing this. The Philosopher's Stone is not just magic. It's also part ammonium acid urate. And it's also uric acid and a touch of calcium oxalate. I'm like, what is going on? Where did Alchemy get all this in prison? God, I don't know. I I don't even know why I need to know this. Is, Is this? And I thought to myself, just out of a wacky deal. This is like tinfoil hat deal. Is this Kevin Shinnick who knows really how to make the Philosopher's Stone? He's trying to get this Let's info get out. He is being held down. And the only way you can get the information out is with this because I don't – Well, it turns out, Jim, I'm not the world's greatest chemist or even a really chemist at all. No. I can't do this. You can spell out this is what it is. I don't know what any of that means and I'm not about to do it. No, I, I only have chemistry with you, Eric. That's my little deal. You. So you, you end up though with this and I'm like, all right, that's that's fun. Ooh. The ammonium now acid turned, urate. All he's, right, he's turned a rock now, Jim. Yeah, and maybe this is turned the immortality that Alchemy uh, wanted all along. My, I'm going to put him on a pedestal, if freaking <laughs> not about Iron Heights, and this is where he's going to stay. I love the idea that at least put him in the Flash Museum. He's like, oh, this will be his deal. People will be able, to, and I'll go. I'm like, why like, are you putting is, it here? He goes, I'll go to remind myself of, you know, what happened and your, my ego and stuff. What do you think there? In it, it has a plaque. What is he? What do you think it says? I'm Dr. Alchemy, that's the thing is, asshole for life. What do you think second, it has? World's second greatest world, chemist. Second world's greatest chemist, greatest manipulator. Manipulate that Just asshole. Just the whole thing, though. He's like, I'm going to put him here until I can find a cure for, you know, turning him <laughs> to stone and stuff like that. I'm like, why don't we, you know, skip the whole giant, like, statue, like, you know, like he a pedestal you put him on with a plaque. Yeah. 
And then you just actually put the stone body in a cell because we don't know if this could go away on its own. Now you just have, you just have a stone alchemy on a freaking base in front of all these other cells for everybody else to look at. I'm like, what is why? this? Is you this know, he prime just- real estate that if you're in one of those two cells right there, you got, and it's going to cause a story later where somebody's so against Dr. Alchemy because he had to look at his ass for, for ages. I don't I know would why write the, the shit out of that story. I could just imagine this. Hey, uh, yeah, Warden, I'm going to put this here, this Dr. Alchemy statue here. I made a plaque and a pe- – oh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. This is why the, the criminals have a lot of problems over just you know the deal. They're going to want to escape just to bring this thing down. It's so ridiculous. And then he runs off. I just off. imagine people going back to their cells at the end of the day, ready to get locked up. And one of them just pushes it over because they don't fucking want to look at it anymore. <laughs> You're going to say they high five or something. <laughs> That's not pretty high. Uh, it, it, but it's in the jail. I, I don't understand. Is this supposed to be like to warn people? He says that it's so that he – realizes that you know he can't really go that way. but what, what, why is it there why is it in the flash just put museum the, get the base out of there put the freaking thing in the cell just in case he turns back from you know to flesh at one point i put it in bed put it covers over it you know make like almost like a panorama escape from alcatraz panorama with it maybe the way it's there right now i'd give it a ladder it looks like he's climbing up a ladder there you have a lot of fun right, with what's it. more ridiculous barry putting this up on a base like this and just hanging out in a hallway of a jail of a prison or us going one week later before before this happens and saying this joy hey i see you sitting in front of my store why did you buy a ring or something you got a lady friend hey why don't you come back here what you want to propose pushy. i don't know why this is the action he has in my I, mind I'm but this is what happens it is hey what you doing what you doing hanging out of side the jewelry store come on a good look at a guy like you in front of a jewelry you store must have have like a lady in your head. this guy is coming on to him so hard put a ring on it fella He's like, Barry's like, oh, I do have a lady. Oh, what was me? I thought I had a date. And he goes back in. I just love the idea. He's like, hey, and I know me and you. I mean, if I know anything, I know me and you are. <laughs> this guy, first off, starts talking. I am not here. Like, oh, God, hey, I'm out. Hey, when you remember this, when you do ask of the lady, for you come back to me, right? I'm like, no way. <laughs> There's no way I'm coming to you, asshole. You're too talky for town. me. Yeah, really. Just like the, the times are tough. Here for this guy selling the jewelry. He's, not, he's coming out on the street. He's a, trying to bring people Eric, in. Just as a local reference, he doesn't have a diamond in his beard, right? Why no, he gonna, doesn't. You're going to buy it off of only him. dude I trust. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I love it, too, where Barry's like, and then he's leaning against you. I like it. I thought, okay, well, we already had the the whole, you know, Aquaman Mero wedding. I'm like, are we going to get this too? And then, no, no, the thing is, thank God Iris isn't here for this whole thing because that would be pretty bad for him to be that pushy with her there because then you got to come up with something. But for oh, the yeah. idea that Barry, Barry, for the most part, we haven't had really a mopey Barry. It seems like him and Iris, except for her, like trying to tell him what's clearly in front of him and him not listening over and over again. They have a better relationship, it seems, right now than they have in a long time. For him to say... It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. I'm like, is it? He is just it really put that, that on Facebook anymore? too. I think. I, I would have loved it though, because that that scene is garbage. <laughs> if this guy would have went, let's in, go look at Albert Desmond's statue. This guy would have went back into a store and some crazy like red glint in his eye or something like you'll be back. Like this was a set. Like it'll never happen because no. Kevin. But if it was something like he was pushing it because another like some crazy ring that might the have is, uh, not, taken him over or something, it would have been cool. Not everything has to be super villain. I just don't know why this entire well, this arc guy's has more based of a on super the idea of a Dr. ring. Alchemy than than he is anything. I just this imagine he goes it. back in a store and his wife's like, "Hey, you make it a sale." I'm like, <laughs> no, wife, I did not. You are less than a man. You, you are a boy, child. <laughs> well, get thank out of here, you, and make a Pepper sale. Boy. 
<laughs> you have all this stuff going on. My, uh, yeah, he goes back now. You hear a gunshot. <laughs> He's done. And then, you know, to pass the time, there he goes, makes in super speed, I would guess, a pedestal. He gets a little bit of an inscription there on the plaque, you know, and sends Just it over. Just this whole force nature of rings for this arc it never really went anywhere or made a lot of sense. And the way that they tried to make it make sense – Goes against Flash and his Speed Force are all together. So I don't understand why we got to force so much. And, and so with this, though, if it's me, this is just me, Eric. I, I like to be a little wacky. I'm taking Dr. Alchemy. I'm getting a box and I'm pretty much putting him in Carbonite. He will be Han now. He almost has it. If you could put that down the little one, we could have it. It'd be pretty cool. And then Barry goes off, and I, I love the idea. It's off to endless winter with a grim look on his face. <laughs> Zoom, out he goes. This He's got seasonal depression. Nonsense. Complete nonsense. It, it's This was the endless story. Eric, Colors it, look nice uh, in this. Yeah, the art's okay. The art is bad. They pop. Yeah, yeah, they do pop. I just like what I'm looking. I'm going through it as you're saying this. To look so at the long, art, Albert Desmond. And I'm looking at that, that, bronze, <laughs> that bronze cloud. It, it, are people like, if I come out and I'm like, Oh, man. Damn you, Dr. Alchemy. You just turned my car from a piece of shit $500 car to a $10,000 bunch of silver. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm you salvaging the shit a, out of this. Yeah. You're, and also, I'm, I'm gonna, a millionaire. I'm heading down to the river, Thank baby. Thank you, Mr. Element. What are you doing? I'm not, I'm not in the know that he's now Dr. Alchemy. I'm still going by Mr. Element in my world. Well, I'll go by one of those other personas. I like them more. I also like, you know, like he, he gets the long beard, you know. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, what do you get? Zosimus? Zosimus. Thank you, Zosimus. I end up giving this a five out of ten because I do enjoy the art. And I like seeing Barry, I guess, run. But mostly I'm trying, I'm trying to think of things that I enjoy about the story here. It's just really the forced nature of the ring and ultimately this Lysinium, which makes no sense overall. And they just really took a cool villain like Dr. Alchemy and did nothing with him. I'm telling you, like, we have a character that hasn't been around in a long time. You might want to reintroduce that because he has some really cool elements to begin with. Elements. elements. And the thing is, let's, let's forget about all those things that made him really cool and say this is what's going on now, which is not very cool. And I don't understand because we just have to tie it into this ring analogy I want to do. And I don't get it, but it, the art looks nice. I'm giving it a 4.9. I'm just going to go <laughs> under a 5. Uh, you know, they did have some chemistry between Iris <laughs> and Barry. I was just trying to one-up you. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you're the world's greatest manipulator. Uh, but with all of this going on, it, it was such a nothing story. That ended up being more confusing so than it ever had to be. And I, I got to throw everything I can into this whole thing. And that's what I think. I, I think the why. problem was it went on too long. And, and things started getting really a really wonky. good, tight two-issue two story issues. in my mind. That, that's usually a lot of times what you'll get in these you know, arcs or whatever, even in the digital deal. I think that it could have been a two-issue deal, really tight. Have some fun. What you want to do with Dr. Alchemy is have him turn shit into weird stuff. And then Barry has to stop it. Uh, this just got so weird to try. At one point, he stopped the speed force, sucked it out, but it was the ring, and he did this, and that everything well, got wonky. Well, that's the thing is, I'm telling you, let's go back and talk about that. The idea that he took Barry's ring and turned it into a metal that negates the speed force. Like, tell me more about that. That's crazy. Yeah, and and so when you were getting all these different bits of information and not really explaining it, and then moving on to the next thing, it kind of reminds me of the next book, Eric. That That's a segue because I'm 4-9 for Flash. Now we'll move to Wonder Woman. Eric, Wonder Woman 767, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, Arif Priano, and Pat Brusso. Mariko Tamaki continues her Wonder Woman run with yet another issue that is more about promise than reality, Eric. Oh, my. 
We've been waiting for months to <laughs> see Maxwell yourself. Lord versus Wonder Woman. I wrote this a while ago. <laughs> see Maxwell Lord versus Wonder Woman. But after issues of ill-explained tech and mind-freaking, I barely look at Maxwell as a real threat to Wonder Woman anyway. It's not a real big deal, though, since Tamaki is hardly interested in Maxwell herself to just push him aside to get back to Liar Liar, who I could care less about. And so with this run, you have been setting up this Maxwell Lord versus Diana deal, this confrontation, but you barely have set anything up. You have them going off to get tech, scavenger hunt for tech, but never really spell out the tech. And then having him even here say, hey, I got this whole vertigo tech that amplifies my powers. Well, how and when and why? Oh, that's the thing is we have vertigo tech that amplifies my powers, which was originally, you know, Maxwell Lord tech, which vertigo then stole and, you know, manipulated so he could then terraform his freaking town, his country. But I'm like – he had this thing jacked into his head with wires and stuff like that. What does Maxwell Lord do well, with the technology the that he thing. found it's, to use that now amplifies his mind control? He ended up opening up the magic, you know, crate that ended up glowing. <laughs> the Pulp Fiction yeah, briefcase? Yeah, the Pulp Fiction. We good, Vincent. You have all that going on. What was that? What tech was that? Because this amplification is almost matter. going here. It doesn't matter. It almost goes with the idea of how this story has progressed. Is that Maxwell Lord, he had the tech, right? It got stolen. It ends up being jacked. That's Everybody's using he it. He had the tech, but it was in an, a defunct freaking Lord Industries because he's been in jail for so long, maybe dead, and then came back. He's doing mind stuff for Argus. Who knows what he's been up to and how where this freaking tech was. We just know that it was stolen. Liar, his daughter, Liar, Liar, went and initially stole some, I think, or somebody else came, took it to Badnesia and started doing, not Badnesia, freaking, uh, Z- Z- I can't think what it's called now, Zandia. And now they're doing he auctions for it. the guy like, who was on the beach, like all these things. Well, that's the thing is, who initially stole it? Did Liar, Liar initially steal it and yeah, start it selling like stuff liar, off and liar keep what she wanted? started to, see, that's the thing. They've never said that. They just said that Liar, Liar got a hold of some of the tech to make her selfie app she did that got arrested but in the meantime oh my god it all got out into the black market they go to get it now the thing that i have the problem with is we've had liar liar with a cell phone app then we get a guy who also had a cell phone that was making cyborgs that came out of the ocean now we saw Maxwell Lord grabbed that phone after he ended up taking that guy down when he was shooting all those androids. Then we go to Platava where you end up having Count Vertigo, who's amplified. Now, it seems as if the story in my mind was that throughout all these, Maxwell Lord was duping Wonder Woman Edda all that time because they keep saying, why is Maxwell going along? Well, he knows about the tech. Never showed any of that. There was never once that Wonder Woman even said, what do you think this tech is? How do you think it was? Yeah. At one point in this past bit with Count Vertigo, you end up out of the blue. He said, "Woo, that was a real lot of power surge there. I don't think he can do that again. We had no. But I needed a progression of what Maxwell Lord has been doing to get to the point where he goes, aha, I'm after you, Wonder Woman. I'm not. All he ends up doing seemingly is to grab the amplifying tech of Vertigo, even though. He didn't really need it. He can control Wonder Woman. He has, but then he has. And he's been doing the same thing. And even the idea of the amplification, it doesn't work for him anyway. Wonder Woman is able to overcome his- This is my whole point. Where are we getting this progression to lead to this? Is is he not shit normally even without the amplification? Because she is able to easily overcome something that shouldn't be able to overcome like this. Yeah. And so this whole deal where you had Mariko Tamaki seemingly, oh man, this Max of Lord, the truth. You have liar, liar versus the truth. This is her thing. 
but you're never really getting the idea of what the rules are for Wonder Woman and the Truth. You've had it where Liar Liar is going to, you know, attack Wonder Woman, and the Maxwell Lord legitimately is able to manipulate her mind to not hear Liar Liar. But now he can only kind of do it. You had the lasso at points, so nothing makes sense. Well, I don't even know issue. why they would allow Maxwell to go out and help recover his tech without some kind of restriction collar that would, like, you know, turn his powers off because he's the a dangerous, like a dangerous man. Like they a put dampener, at the exactly. end because there's nothing that we've seen that he needed to use any mind control powers. He was even just being while a dick to random people. Stuff. Yeah, he was a random dick. At this point, way before this, they should have said, like. yeah, really, they should have said to, to <laughs> Maxwell Lord, listen, you ain't doing shit. You're punking people. You're you're making you know bellhops think they're a vegetable. Just get out of here. Go put him back in jail. To just wait for him, like they're waiting for him to turn. And then when when you have this, it's not a shock. You end up where liar liar had seen that Maxwell Lord got his neck snapped in the Infinite Crisis. Another continuity, another time. All that stuff going on. I don't know why they're... I'm telling you, it's a huge deal for Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord, but I don't know why they're just focused on that aspect and what Maxwell Lord knows about this altered timeline or what Wonder Woman even knows or Liar Liar because even in that, yes, Wonder Woman killed him after he killed Ted Cord and was going to make Superman do some terrible things. She had to kill him to stop him. That was the only way to do it. But then he came back in brightest day and did some more evil shit, tried to make the world forget who he was while he continued to do some evil shit. And the thing is, like, th- there's a lot more story to Maxwell Lord after she breaks his neck because he comes back to life. You know what's a kind of a weird thing about this is, you know, you have a different ways that people are dealing with this. And I kind of did like the idea in the death metal uh, where you ended up having Owl Man realize I've died all these times. I can't die. Like that whole like Max, I keep Maxwell back. Lord. I'm yeah, yeah. And so he ends up pretty much, you know, suicide bombing the deal because he knows he'll be back. He's gonna fix things and I'll I'll be the hero, but I'll be back because you all rely on me. I'm so great, all that. And so with Maxwell Lord though, you have him back. He knows that he's back. He's already mentioned that when the source wall went down, he saw that all the things that he wanted to do were going to lead to nonsense because of the heroes. And he didn't want to be manipulated in a life that ends up where it's set in stone. So he was, but that got thrown out all the way just because he saw that in a past continuity that Wonder Woman, go back, you know, rewind like five minutes before that, old Maxwell, and see why this happened. See when, how can I stop this? You'll have to kill me, snap. You know, with well, all even that. when he's talking about just the Wonder Woman revealing that, you know, I'm pissed off at you because you killed me. And he's like, you know, so much to unpack when you're dealing with the multiverse. I'm like, you're not dealing with the multiverse. You're dealing with a past timeline that doesn't exist anymore. It's not a multiversal thing. It's not thing. a multiversal thing. And then this is where you end up getting these writers on late in the game. And I don't know that they understand what they're even dealing with. It sounds like they're dealing with whisper down the lane. It, you know, the idea, hey, Mariko Tamaki, you want to do this Wonder Woman? We want you to bring Maxwell Lord back. This is what happened, but never really getting the concept That's of the what thing really is, did happen. Why would you want to bring Maxwell Lord back to this degree? Because we've already brought him back. He was part of the beginning I of just Rebirth. Think that they with wanted the freaking Justice League versus Suicide with Squad. Wonder Woman personally with him, but the story has done nothing. Even at the beginning, where you get that beginning deal with Maxwell Lord as a young kid. Where he ends up saying nothing, and it's too late in the My game. My dad died. He was a bad guy. And people don't like him. him. But the thing seems to be the wraparound deal is this line that he said. Because I understand the truth, they have had the privilege and power 
to ignore, where Wonder Woman later says, you had privilege and power and you wasted it. I told you, I wanted Ooh. you I wanted you to say. <laughs> you said I'm that. You, I, I ended up reading this because <laughs> what Wonder Woman does, and in such, I mean, really, is there more goofy way to trick somebody like this? This is like the, you know, sixth grade play where somebody gets stabbed with a sword and you put it no, between no, no, your arm. No, 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 it's not even that. The whole thing, too, it's like, I want you to stab yourself. And she, and the thing is, you're, they're trying to overcome the idea of like, it's almost a monkey pole where you have to be very specific about what you want to wish for, or it's not going to give you exactly what you want, where it's like, I want you to stab yourself. And Wonder Woman, you know, could just do a little quick jab or something like that. But she, the way she even shows it going, she slides the sword under her arm. She doesn't stab herself. She cuts herself a little bit on the side. That's but no I'm like, stab, this is not even, saying? that thing, I, and that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense for the, way they're trying to explain it and that's how she could get out of it it is a monkey paw it's the idea of you know it's like even that it's a twilight zone deal yeah and i gave you a command no you told me to stab myself and i did you fight with twists and manipulations with delusions lies as long as that is true you will never be anything more than a parlor trick when you see them like she is barely slicing herself with this fake stabbing impalement maxwell lord's a joke you have brought him back for this he's a joke just to bring back liar liar because he ends up then oh my god i'm so tired and i guess that what she's playing with is the idea that when you end up terraforming with that idea of vertigo oh man that much power at once he can't do that again that leads here for max lord to get tired and he has to take a nap he lays down wonder woman pops up ha ha then as all this is going on uh, is there an earthquake going on in here because the, the floor well, is going the thing apart is- She's like, you, like, you know, you will not move. And Wonder Woman goes down and she continues to freaking move and fight through this whole thing. And I'm like, but this isn't the way it works. And like, you're getting tired and stuff like that. I'm like, but you're not listening to any of the commands that he's doing right now. If you want to play it, that the lasso allows you to do this, but you're not playing it with the idea that you're seeing past the, tr- and like, you know, the lies and going through the truth and being able to overcome the manipulation this way. You are just saying, you ain't shit, Maxwell. I'm going to punch yeah, you in the that's face. that's all it is. It all comes down to you ain't crap. Drop your sword. She throws it. I mean, there's a little yeah. bit of a weird deal. But you're playing with all of this. And Stop. I said stop. And then she starts going, punches him right in the face. And he even says, now kill me. I'm like, what are we getting at? Well, now we're going back to the idea that his father committed suicide. And he's it's just nothing works. So then she says, and this is the best, because I said to you, please tell me the trash talk here. Because Edda is so impressed. I read this a couple Edda of times. Edda is so impressed where you end up having Maxwell say, you gods, born into power, I made myself. right? And no, not really. But he, she says, you were born into wealth. You were given the privilege and power. No more talking, Max Lord. You're going back to prison. And then the next thing is, you said that. that. You said that. Amazing. What? God, I wish I could have seen his face when you told him he's going back to prison and he had privilege and power given to him. (laughs) You better watch yourself, Wonder Woman, you sassy. And so they end up having that. And then also Wonder Woman's like, well, it's the best I could do since I messed up. Now, also, how'd she mess up? She was told she needed to take Max Lord with her butt. And like, oh, well, you're messing up is different than everyone else's. You're sitting in there with Mohaini. He gets up, starts scratching at the door. Liar, liar's little rabbit, if in case you don't know. I still think it's bad. <laughs> bad to the bone. That scratch is in, in pink. Do we? Do we? I'm telling the you. The scratch I mean, is bunny, in man. pink, kind of like everything that Liar, Liar ends up having. But you end up where you have this deal of, man, you know, men twist the truth. And then Wonder Woman's like, yup. 
it's what I have to work with. Well, you got stabbed in the stomach. You should rest. I'm like, I don't even know when half of this shit happened. Where'd Maxwell go? Oh, he's in he's a in cell. New cell. He's got a dampener on finally. That looks like I'm almost like it's dead space. It looks like the we, mask We just from talked dead about the, the, the shit talking, though. It's like, you know what? You're going back to prison. So where's, where's Maxwell? Ward? You know prison he goes into his new cell here he's got a dampener like you said and he's sitting in the dark in this little room pretty much he he who's that the king of lies has fallen here we have liar liar his daughter who's now wearing um, a telekinetic pink armor because i don't understand what her powers are anymore because she just has an aura of pink armor around here and a gigantic blade it looks like a ceremonial blade where did she get this? How is she a Maxwell Lord's freaking cell? I don't understand. And why isn't she wearing a freaking dampener? And, and I love the idea Long that- Long the king. Or not. <laughs> I'm the liar sliers. Earlier, you ended up having Maxwell make Diana think that liar liar was choking her out. Just nonsense. But yeah. with that, I'm like, is she lying- because she doesn't have armor, but the lie is then it looks like she... I don't even know what's going on. I don't I'm know like, what this what is this nonsense. So you end up with this whole Maxwell Lord story. You've been waiting for this confrontation. You end up with non-trash talk. That's supposed though? to be amazing. You end up with a monkey Paul dupe of putting the sword between your armpit and, and your chest. But you end well, up that's the thing is, if you're going to play that game and you talk about it this way, I expect it to be a thing where she is going to find a way to manipulate what he's saying in a way that suits her. Because once you get past the fake impalement where she kind of cuts herself, a scratch as she calls it, we don't play that this game anymore. This is the problem, too, though, is that that's, that's Maxwell Lord's powers. And he's not dumb. He's a smart guy. He's always been a smart guy. He's been a threat. This guy isn't going to get tricked by a monkey Paul of his own powers. He knows what to say. He has dealt with this shit for too long, for way over the top, with fighting these superheroes over and over, that he's not going, so much for the that he's not going to just fuck up that way and say something in a manner that can be taken more than one way. This is a guy who would be very specific I wish for a with million everything wishes. he does. Yes, really. I wish for no monkey Paul wishes. Here you go. Like, he would say, Diana, pick up that sword and impale yourself on it right through the chest. These are things and commands he would say. Yeah. Uh, You know, he wouldn't say, like, you know, stop being Wonder Woman. And she's like, okay, I'm Diana Prince. I got Boom. And like, Ah. he he wouldn't do these things. The Princess of Abascara. They amplified the powers and de-amplified his brain waves. He is an idiot. And Mariko Tamaki, it, it should be a shame that she has set this up for this long. To end it liar, like liar, this. Though, Jim. End it like this. Liar, liar. Bullshit, bullshit is what I'm going to be calling it. What would you give this? Maxwell Lord may be dead from a dog <gasps> that was just introduced that you don't really understand. Yeah, even at that point, even when they're they're fighting and it's the vision of her, it's like, you know, my daddy did this. I'm like, he didn't do shit. The, you know, I, Tony, I, instead of a gigantic scavenger tech hunt this entire time, maybe you could do some background into who Liar Liar is, how Axel Lord is her father, what her life was actually like. How how she changed that Do tech. something to build this new villain up that you're doing instead of just throwing her away, doing a scavenger hunt, and then her showing up at the end. He, 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 I did it. Where's my rabbit? All right. And then, yeah, Edda, you should watch some of that bad movie comedies that you watch. <laughs> like, what is going on? What is going on in this book? It's so bad. And people, oh, they love it, Eric, because it's all through the road. Ah, this is the greatest run ever. I'm like, well, we haven't had a good Wonder Woman book in such a long time. 
such a long time. And that the thing is, is stuff that you and I really enjoyed, people hate. Yeah, that is true. Beginning of the New 52 with their new take on Wonder Woman. I'm like, it was Greg interesting. Ruffin stuff I consider good. I mean, yeah, we were, so I, we actually, were getting upset. That, at the beginning, some things weren't really tight. Well, you don't know what he's really That's playing with at that point. Like everything you know is lies, but I'm, it's not exactly lies. I'm going to tell you here and there what was truth, what was lies, and it's going to be very convoluted. And this story is going to be present. This story is going to be past. And at one point, they're going to converge. But after one year later, guys. Yeah, then he's, <laughs> I was really taken aback by what? Two issues a month. He's Ferdinand. Yeah. Two issues a month. I don't need that shit. Why didn't you tell me? There was some good stuff me? in there, though. Yeah, there was. And, and, but since then... You've had people trying to deal with that, not really understanding that. Now you just have nonsense. And, and again, we're, we're in a time where, unfortunately, people are throwing continuity out the, the window to get to the future state. They seem to be allowed to do whatever they want. Why can't somebody use that to be fun, at least? At least I could say to you, you're like, oh, the continuity stinks. Uh, yeah, but Eric, that was a fun story. That was a cool story that 10 years from now, people won't know the continuity of the time. We could have some fun. Instead, Says we're you. getting nonsense. <laughs> We're just like the, Al, Dr. Alchemy and now Maxwell Lord. I mean, how many more villains are you going to just end up neutering for your stories? That doesn't make a great, you know, a great superhero because you end up making the villains. Le- it's just nonsense. What, what would you give it? Five out of ten because I do Mine's think the art is good. And the thing is, I am happy with bringing <gasps> Maxwell Lord back. It's just that you didn't do anything with the character and where all the interesting stuff lay. You're just dealing with the idea that Wonder Woman killed me, but you're forgetting to go further than that where a bunch of other stuff happened to Maxwell Lord. You're just singling out this one event, and I don't know how much he knows about this past continuity. So what you're doing here, I you're not giving me enough information to really understand what you want me to accept for she killed me. I need to know more, and I want to know more about Liar Liar, and you haven't given it to no, me. No, and, and with that, remember that Wonder Woman doesn't quite remember it either. She says those visions must be real. That's it. That That's the revelation here is that it's not like she it. remembers it, even though it's kind of been pushed in Heroes in Crisis and nonsense, but whatever. But even with this, it's like, oh, no, the visions were real, but that doesn't do anything either. Like, she can't even say, well, you know, I did this even because calling of that. It multiverse yeah, stuff. maybe, th- you know, this would have been better where they could kind of talk about this. And then you end up making Maxwell a bigger character by saying you know Imagine this is what i want to told other people about the flashpoint incident besides we're just batman it seems like he just kept it to himself didn't tell anybody about a past continuity that he recreated and i was like oh, i'm starting to forget things now too but i'm like you did talk to batman about it then he talked about this thing that came out from a freaking lightning bolt that's a freaking smiley pin in a wall like there's a lot of stuff that you could have talked to the rest of the justice yeah, league about the so justice maybe wonder woman be like well, shit, maybe I should. This is from a continuity that Barry Allen fucked up. Seriously, I'm not trusting that Superman with shit. He, he's going to tell his wife and she's going to report it. Plus, the guy ended up telling his identity. But Wonder Woman, you could trust. Wonder Woman, you could tell a lot about of what happened before and even well, talk to her thing. about can what you happened. Trust Wonder Woman? I can because I would even say to her, well, maybe not, but I'd say to her like, and then it was crazy. The you and Aquaman, you were fighting. It was crazy shit. It'd be like me and Wonder Woman are hanging out. I'm like, God damn, look at Brenda. Her ass looks so fat. And later on, if Brenda asked her, like, hey, does Eric think that my ass looks fat? Well, she's the truth queen. It's like, oh, yeah, he fucking was talking shit on you all day today. I'm like, Wonder Woman, I thought we were tight. Why are you just throwing me under the bus like I this? I like this with the Wonder Woman at the beginning. My sight is clearing. Oh, that's done. <laughs> So stupid. Could he? Uh, <laughs> F you five. But we're going to go to the last book of the section. 
I actually like this a little more than these, so, so we get a little more positive. Justice League Dark number 28, written by Ram V, with Arpaia Manke, Nahula Pan, Jun Chung, and Rob Lee. It's the final battle between the Upside Down Men and our Justice League Dark team, and in this final confrontation, Zatanna will overcome our villain with a plot point that was recently introduced, and Wonder Woman used the power of Hecate to trap the monster way you know, bringing balance, but none of this really works in my mind, and there's a lot from this series left on the table to just come to a simple conclusion here. The other kind aren't mentioned at all, and the realm of the Upside Down Man is turned into New Mira, which sounds like an awful idea. Yeah, it does. And so you have all this going on, and, and we're going off to Endless Winter, where this book continues in. So this, even if the the book comes back in March, yeah, I, I, don't know I suppose that this is, you know, this is the end of this story. Maybe later we'll get some things like, you know, Blue Devil uh, and yeah. maybe some stuff. Where it just took like, you know, almost two and a half years to tell this one story. Way, way back when I started yelling at you and Reggie and going and making sandwiches. When when you were talking about this, the idea of Nanda Parbat, such a huge oh. deal. You kind well, of just push a lot the of stuff aside. of Flowers, Nanda Parbat becoming the ne- Necropolis. I'm like, we have resolved the Parliament of Flowers. Necropolis is still there as far as I'm concerned. What are we doing with Nana Parbot right now? And I wish if Reggie is listening, Eric, if he's able to, uh, no, he's got he will know to probably, but he will know that I was right because I said, they're never going to get back to that. <laughs> I remember two years ago, I said, really? You think they're going to get back to that? They will well, never get James back to that. maybe James Tynan had a plan to get they back may, to that, it but may Ram have. V did not. It may have. And I think that also you have to put into account the idea that we are changing some things up even when we we got constantine's demon blood back right you know yeah we know no 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 no. and and with that uh, at the end where you end up having uh, zatara end up you know doing the cost of magic to bring back constantine Constantine, i think satana's like wait a second (laughs) time out i didn't want that all this to bring my daddy back not this freaking you know british scumbag i I thought to myself like really like she should have been like whoa 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 you know me and him he drinks too much he smokes too much he'll break your heart but he deserves to be in your life not me this guy will send people to hell to get he's gonna fuck so many people over goodbye daughter Bye. And the performance over. And I'm like, no. Uh, but it, it was a This is Zatara's final bow. <laughs> no, Daddy, don't. No, you know what I just went through to get you back? Encore. They always got the, the, uh, the lighter up. We want it. Uh, he doesn't come back. But yeah, the whole idea of it being the cost of magic, it makes sense because that's all we've really dealt with. Well, that's the thing. Is so we I didn't just, mind it. We, no, no. And this is not the thing that we've only dealt with because we just recently dealt with at the beginning of this arc, going back and well, seeing Zatanna find the, thing, the idea part, of the cost of magic. Even but the, the first is, issue, though, we kept being told the cost. That's the no, other cost the of magic. No, the thing is – no, no, because then magic was destroyed and remade, and then we had to redo magic, which we've not dealt with ever since this became a deal, and now we're going back to the rules of old magic and bring it into this place where magic spawned from, but the thing is, here I am, I'm Zatanna, I'm going to become, you know, one with the freaking upside down, man, we're going to become a freaking, you know, John Carpenter's, John Carpenter's a thing monster right here, so I can fight him within his mind. Oh, shit, he's stronger than me and within the mind. Zatanna is going to be, all her memories are sucked away, but she's still in there somewhere where she can then make the upside down man. You know that Zatanna's in charge because he's still standing right side up. She's going to think back to the, the cost of magic, which she's going to think back about the rabbit that died, that she brought back to life, that her father then took it into himself, took the cost. This is going to show him that all his power is bullshit. But I'm like, you're making the upside down man just bring a rabbit back to life here. And Zatanna, I mean, Zatara, when he took in the cost 
kind of really just shrugged it off. For some reason, this is just destroys the upside down man. It shows that his magic is well, bullshit. Was, like, the the weird thing really about though? it is what and what I was saying, if you remember too, when we started it off, every issue it wasn't the idea with the rabbit or whatever, but it was always the cost of magic. Cost of magic. I kept laughing about it. Like here we go, cost of magic. But then we get that specific. What I got from this is that when he did end up seeing the cost of magic, that also then brought into reality that all the magic that he thought he had an endless supply that didn't have a cost suddenly had a cost and then ended up screwing him that it ended up bringing the rules of the cost of magic into his you know crazy realm and that forced that into almost like he he owed a lot up until then that that's the only way i could wrap my head around it because like you well, said no, when you, you had Zatara do it, it it just he shrugged it off because it was a rabbit yeah. it, that's all it was i mean really it's not that crazy well even if you want to go with the idea it's like oh my god we j-, and then i'm telling you the once you know the upside down man realizes oh god my magic isn't shit and she just proved it to me then it just took up wonder woman uppercutting him in the freaking chest right there give him a good gut punch oh god all right let's finish him off i'm gonna open up a doorway and trap the upside down man forever and i'm like I've brought balance to the magic. I'm like, no, you haven't. You have just sealed him away again like he was in this realm at the beginning of this whole thing. There was never a balance. That's why he came out was trying to destroy all the magic. There is no balance achieved here. And also, you used up all the power of Hecate to do this. So, like, there is no balance. Like, Hecate's magic is gone. It's, I assume the Upside Down Man still has magic, but he's still trapped away like Cersei is in that freaking that mirror. But, like... I don't understand what they're trying to tell me. Magic's a funny thing to write about because you have to do all these weird outlandish things and you have to try to make it make sense. But you also don't have to make it make that much sense because it is a magical wonderland kind of deal where it can do whatever it wants. But that becomes a frustrating situation, especially when you're dealing with something that we have dealt with this guy for so long now. He was the big bad and now he's just – he ain't shit. <laughs> Satana's like, look, you just brought a rabbit back to life and it hurts you. Take that fuck up. Yeah, that's basically – and. The thing about it is that you've had a this is story's been going on forever. It's been convoluted at points. And I don't a lot hate of times, uh, no, <laughs> it, a lot of times it's hard to explain. And so when you get to this ending where you saw, you know, James Tynan, he was kind of treading water for a while, long time. Ram V came on, and at least, and that's where you end up. Where the ending, it had to have been Ram V's a lot of his idea because. This whole idea of the rabbit deal that came about, and then that's where we went from there. And since then, it has had a little more focus. It got rid of some extraneous stuff that we still wanted to know about. Like I said, Blue Devil, the whole deal well, with even, Nanda Parbat. Not even but that, but it, the, the ending just that we seems have... weird, like a forced way. But it, it's not forced because it's taken so long, and it's just as I was just happy that the upside well, down look, man Bobo. was gone. At the end of this whole thing, he finds the Nightmaster's sword. I'm like, I thought I lost this. Holy shit, it looks like it's reforged for some reason. We have this upside down world, the realm of the other kind, who we saw were big bads before on top of, you know, not just the upside down man, but all the people of this realm. They went and they destroyed everyone in hell, which we don't have any ramifications from that. We want to know more about that. You know, where are all of they in this realm? right now because all Swamp Thing does is he sacrificed himself to bring the green here. Now it's a world of freaking green and like, you know, plants everywhere and Bobo just declares this is the new mirror and I'm like the Nightmaster's sword was a doorway to old Mira. Is it because now that it looks like it's brand new and reforged that it's a doorway to the other kind's realm? Because that's a fucked up thing for it to be out of nowhere. And I want to know where the hell all the other kind are that did all this terrible damage to Earth that we're not dealing with anymore. And and then you have like 
almost like the victory lap of trying to get every and and the thing about this whole deal is how it ended you know i can say okay it ended i kind of get it a bit it might be convoluted but by the end this story has gone on too long to get this ending that didn't wow me like i, I you really expect a story that went on this long to just be a mind blower and I think that if in trade, I actually think this will read worse in trade because you'll just end up seeing the convoluted nature of it and, and how it kind of meandered and then goes like it's almost relies on the idea that I barely remember the stuff that happened at the beginning of the story. Or so when you end up going forward and changing some things or switching or not throwing things out there, it, it's not as glaring. As it would be if you read it all at once. I just want to know what the deal is with Kent Nellis at the end because we have this big battle going on, but we keep, you know, jumping ahead in time where Bobo's pouring beers in the Oblivion Bar, talking to Khalid, like, Khalid, you did good. No, I failed everybody. Kent Nelson had to be brought in and he's gone now. And I'm like, why is he gone now? Because we saw him brought in in the last issue. He was fighting the upside down man. He used up power and he fell to the ground. The helmet fell off, but he was hanging out right there. I wouldn't know what happened to Kent Nelson. And for some reason now, Naboo's helmet does not work for Khalid anymore. And I have no idea why. Now they're just Khalid and just sitting there. I'm like, yep, tough break, kid. But you hear about Constantine? Pretty cool. He's back on. And you cool. know what? Did you talk to Man Bat? He was looking at some samples. Turns out Swamp Thing, he may still be he out there. He may still be Isn't out there something? in the green. That's awesome. But yeah, screws being you there, Khalid, with that damaged helmet. All right. He's like, well, at least it ain't melted anymore. At least we got that, but yeah, that was a cool look. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, you say that, but if you look at the end, it is all it's chipped all mangled up, up. And damaged. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's all mangled up and chipped and stuff, and and maybe you just got to buff it out. But he's like, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> he just turned like around, started hitting a hammer yeah, in there. To yeah. it hit I love the this. I love the the Khalid ending here. Of man, I can't hear Naboo's voice within it, and I can't tap into the powers it held anymore. I don't know what to make of it. Bobo starts drinking. Yeah, look into that if I were you. <laughs> you that? fucking dick. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Champ. Uh, I don't even know why I come here. And then, like we Always said. Always hair in my yeah, beer. Yeah, really. Yeah, nonsense. And I don't want a banana. You end up there, though. You I get you get Constantine back, like you said, because you don't share. Zatara ends up doing that ultimate sacrifice again and saying, you know, and I'm telling you, Zatanna's like, no, please, like maybe in a week. Let's let's hang out for a little. I don't know. Daddy, I've missed you so I'm much. Now. You, she is never going to let Constantine live this down. It, there's no way, uh, even though she has about a laundry list of things to be already mad at them, as everybody does. But yeah, did he get his demon blood back? Did his entire sacrifice give him his demon blood back? Because he was dying. Well, you end then with a guy walking with the cane, Eric. That's going to set up the old endless winter. I'm like, hey, there yeah, we go. the Raven Man. Yeah, there he is, Mr. the Crow Mr. Man. Crow. I don't know who that it's is. Crowing. Uh, but I like the art in this. Uh, the it's story really good. We get a conclusion finally, right? to the Upside Down Man, which I'm telling you, for a, he was a big bad for the longest time to the point where he was such a big bad for so long that you stopped caring about him. Like a lot with you know Scott Snyder stuff where we have this you know end of the world scenario that goes on so long. But by the end, I'm like, can we just get on with it and have our heroes win? Because I just want to see a win from this team that was put together, not this long stuff. It's been over like two two and a half years at this point dealing with this and Hecate and I'm like I'm ready to move on I want to see something new and I, and also I want to see new members added to the Just League Dark team because we're minus Swamp Thing at this point we're minus a Doctor Fate we need to bring some new blood I don't know if Wonder Woman's sticking around and or well she doesn't have really you know that's either. the thing when you end up having Wonder Woman and she really doesn't have the magic that kind of spells out to me that she you know this book's probably done and 
this book ended up like, coming about. Bring in, Captain, bring in Shazam. Well, this book ended up coming about with Just League Odyssey and the Just League deal where they were going to be that trifecta that was going to lead yeah, us to the big out. deal. It didn't work out. It kind of they, they ended didn't up lead us to death metal man, with this whole no, thing. No, they ended up kind of getting pushed into their own deal and just being their own thing. And it, it was good enough. I just, it, it didn't go quick enough for me and i lost interest in a lot of the characters i am well, not just kept building to of, the point where everybody forgot how much was stacked on top of this whole thing where things are seriously left on the table that need to be resolved but we're just going to move on because we need to move on at this point we've, we've wasted too, too much time and you wasted too much time and then you could even hear editorial like where yeah, Ram V comes on even and says, well, we got this and we got – no, no, no. Nobody remembers anything but the Upside Down Man. Just center on him. Get him the hell out of there. Thankfully, we'll we dealt with the Parliament of Flowers, but I think that should have stuck around longer and actually had more of an impact. Yeah, so going out of this and, and coming back with the – it'd be weird just coming back with this book where – it does feel like this was a story that, first off, should have been a 12-issue maxi-series. You could have told this upside-down man probably in that instead of all these issues, but we'll see. And the funny thing is Ram V ended up because people saw the solicit to this this issue and then seeing that it goes into Endless Winter. And he said, no, 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 this issue we just read, that's not the final. That's not the last thing you'll see of the Justice League Dark. I'm like, yeah, we know it's going to be in the endless. Yeah. Like, I think he's playing coy, kind of talking out the side of his mouth about what well, is going to happen. Well, he's not, and he can tell his own Just Like Dark story for the first time and actually get into something after Future State is over where he can introduce new members to the team and actually do something less upside down. It just, to me, it feels like if you come back with that, yeah, he'll be able to tell his own story. You might have a new team. But it, it's, again, like, it's connected to the stuff now and that would end up making me like ah, here we go with the same old same old even if it is kind of a new deal i just want new stuff even if they called it something different at a completely different team kind of went with that because you want to be the shadow pack and it just have dark universe like we were going to have at one point or something like that but who knows we'll see uh would you give it i ended up giving this a six out of ten i thought the art was good it just did not do enough to really make me feel like this is a the ending that we've been waiting for for so long it just kind of wraps things up really quickly and doesn't really have a lot of stakes except for what the fuck happened to kent nelson and why is cully depowered yeah i'm giving this six five i liked it a little more than you i guess i'm just glad to have it done we finally finished it up the art looks pretty good and you kind of do have that reset of things to some of them i mean some of the reset is people missing khalid not having the, the deal but you at least and i i did constantine's still alive everybody and i did laugh and and the amoebas of the green are there and i think it might be the swap he's thing. alive it's everybody so funny he's alive it's so funny the way that that's yeah, set Kurt. up i'm like really well i'm gonna be just he fudged it that was just that he spilt shit on a he slide sneezed. yeah that's all it is but yeah i'm gonna go six five to be a little more positive but we're gonna go up now we'll be back with a couple books to end the podcast well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair Those kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is tear Well that's just Shay. How dare you Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap I don't really need any of that stuff well, that's just Eric Shea. That is Eric Shea here on a Black Friday that we're recording this. I'm sure he has purchased a lot of his trinkets and treasures. I have not. As I already have more said, pre-order. I ended up, my heart was broken the other day. Tanya has gone and done, I don't know what you were going to call it. Do you, you call it treasure hunting? Is one person's treasure hunting another person's garbage? Trash. Tra- yeah, yeah. Trash diving. 
uh, but also went to what she was doing is she heard that at our farmer's market, our flea market type deal in town, that if you go on a Sunday afternoon, a lot of the places they just end up getting rid of the shit that they didn't sell. Some things that only have tables. You know what I'm saying. But she ended up finding and she brought home a bunch of things that she was going to use as crafts. Well, no, she was going to bring stuff like uh, she got a chicken coop. That she had a thing where you can turn it into like uh, where you you keep plates and stuff. I don't know, but she ended the up bringing you need it home. a chicken coop to carry your plates in. No, you just have it. You set it up and hang it on the wall, and it's kind of like this shelving thing that you have. But it looked the thing that she showed me that it could turn into, which if you're you know a miracle maker, but it's a it, it looked coop pretty in the cool. Backyard, but uh, Zach threw all of it away, and then Tanya came down crying and said that Zach threw away all her treasures, and it actually made me cry. <laughs> it was so treasures. it was so upsetting the way she said it. It just sounded like like a little kid, like you getting all of yeah, your yeah. stuff thrown away. But that was her whole deal. Was when she was a kid, she never knew if she came home, all of her stuff might have been thrown away on a whim at points. So she ended up getting upset. And hey, that man, was I know all about that. My dogs were gotten rid of while I was at no, school. There you go. This is like her bed and her everything. Thing. But we ended up having an awful, awful Thanksgiving because of that, including Tanya at one point saying she needed to go to the hospital because she couldn't breathe, even though I told her it's anxiety, stuff like that. But yeah, We're here COVID. we are. Black Friday. Yeah, I don't think she has COVID, but I, I think that the holidays never go well with us. But here we are, though. We have a couple more books to go with. Uh, if I sound depressed, it's because I am. Eric, where are my treasures? I mean, really, where's Tanya now? What happened to my treasures, bitch? You hear that? That's what I say. I'm dead now. She's going to be like, what the hell is going on? Why you playing the devil's hand? Eh, You know, I'll just say I wasn't talking. So you end up here where we're not really enjoying a lot of the books now. We're heading off to what is maybe a reset. And what I need right now is I need DC to come out and just tell us. I know that we're going to wait for the March list. It's just tell us what the hell is going on. Say, listen, we're going to come back with these books. It's going to be a little change in opening up because they're playing coy with it and people are bailing and it's getting depressing. But one thing that's bailing as well, Eric, Suicide Squad. Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo's run is over. And it's a shame. It's a shame because this is a good book, but it's also a shame because the book never could be what it was maybe going to be. And while people were giving this 10 out of 10s and saying this series was impeccable and perfect, it wasn't. You end up having a lot of the characters on this team not really being developed in a way that Tom Taylor usually does. Chaos Kitty. I mean, you end up having a lot of this going on where it it had potential. And I think the potential might have been a 10 out of 10, but the actual reality of it was not. I just want to spell that out before i go into this because it don't think that we're overly negative see i'm, I'm worried now eric because no. my score is not a 10 out of 10 suicide squad number 11 but Minus. i would say that me and you have I'm pushed out. this book a, a lot more than a lot of other people from the beginning we, we well, didn't know johnny book. come lately you know what i mean you didn't know johnny come early like just says i mean no, really. no, i am I totally am. Yes, you are. Hey, no, Eric, come early. Suicide Squad number 11, written by Tom Taylor, up by Bruno Redondo, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. Tom Taylor ends a Suicide Squad story with a nonsense plot device that you could never have seen coming. I mean, this, you one, this, coming? this one is so wacky that I let it go how a bit. How do you bit. do this for a final issue and not you, do anything I with it? I let it go a bit because of how outrageously crazy it was. And... I'll get back to something that I think, and I said in my review of why he did it, but it's, I like the character interaction is why I still enjoy this. I liked and will miss this team because of that in this book. We do get the Zoe 
Harley moment we expected, though I wish it was a little longer. And a hint that the revolutionaries might continue down the line. I love the art and wish I could say this was the best issue of uh, two short series. It was good, not great, but I'll take good over a ton of other books that are continuing on and probably will continue on in March. And I don't think this is the end of a Suicide Squad. I think they're going to get it more in line with the movie. As that comes it now, really by the end for the, what the how the revolutionaries you know grab the people that they grab the the officials and stuff like that. Pretty much, it seems like you're never going to do a Suicide Squad again because you guys are awful people. And we're going to kill your family if you try this shit again. And I'm like, the things that they grab though are like Trump. I mean, obviously the one is Trump and things like that. Where I still think that you ain't grabbing no Amanda Waller or things like that. I think that this is because they're going to explain that it went a little wonky when things went down with Leviathan and stuff, and people took control and were able to manipulate it like that. And they don't come out with the idea. They just say those people, you better not do anything. I, I think that this will be left behind. There's no way that Tom Taylor is saying we're never going to have a Suicide Squad book when we have a movie coming out. You know, maybe this coming summer. I don't even know when that's coming out. No. Um, but, you know, that's sort of deal. stop them from not having a Supergirl book when the Supergirl TV show came out. Well, that was because they, they were idiots. And then they tried to shove out that digital one, and that was a bomb anyway. But, yeah, a movie, though, is a little bigger than a TV show. And the whole deal has been said that they do want to get in line with the team uh, of the movie. But we'll see. And that, that kind of sucks anyway because me and you, even though that there is a wacky team, in that movie so at least you know we might get that but then you're kind of you know hogtied with that but the thing is where i laugh about this book starting is i think that this whole deal tom taylor's ending this he seemingly he'd want the revolutionaries to continue if they would a digital book whatever because they're his characters he'd probably get to write that but what i think he does at the beginning jog gets brought back to life this this is the craziest thing and it's by the black racer but why i think this is done And why I think it's funny and while I'll overlook uh, kind of the whole deal is I just think that he's given a middle finger to everybody who says all he does is kill people. So he sits there. I only kill people. Well, I'm going to bring somebody back to life in the most ridiculous way. Somebody back to life with death. Yeah. Well, he ends up doing it. And I think that it's just to get the team set. And I think that basically he said that this was always going to be an 11 issue run. That this, I, I don't agree. I, I think that no, that's that nonsense. Like a real thing. And I think this is just, well, you kind of screwed me w- with this. And I, I just need my team all the way back. And maybe they will have. But the, the other problem with it isn't, it isn't the, that Jog comes back. The Black Racer brings Jog back to life, says, I loved your mother. Why don't you join with me? I'll teach you the ways and of the again, Black like, Racer. Which Black Racer is this? Are we setting up a Black Racer series or a new God series that Tom Taylor wants to do? Because I'm like, is it Willie Walker, the original, like, you know, Black Racer and stuff like this? Like, yeah, I don't is think it's setting along up those anything. lines because we just had the Black Racer show up, said, you know, yeah, you're my son and, uh, you know, I loved your mother. You're half God and now you're back to life even though your head blew up. Welcome to Godhood. All right, Daddy O, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I, gotta I don't go need save to do my this. Friends. And I think that it's supposed to be a way to try to explain his powers a little and why he's got that deal and just the idea of getting him back because you're kind of stuck with somebody about to explode an entire island and they need to get out of there. Now, you have a future state book with a black racer story throughout. It doesn't uh-huh. involve either of them. It's another black racer. It's a girl in that. So, you know, that's something completely different. That's why I don't think this is really setting up anything except 
bringing Jog back. Just such a weird idea to use the black racer and bring Jog back. It is. I think that he just ended up like, well, he's it's not a speed force thing. So what are we going to do? On that black racer, he's kind of fast. And if he ends up, you know, making love to a sweet woman and then having a kid, Eric, then he can run. For, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is the black racer is the like the avatar of death itself, where it is a person that becomes the black racer to go off and do this. You can have somebody be like, I am the black racer, but I was also a human when I'm not the black racer. Usually it's somebody in a wheelchair or like quadriplegic or something like that. But like they can go off and become the black racer and do death's bidding. I just don't understand why we need it right now in this matter out of nowhere. Like I like, said, just, I just think so, it's a MacGuffin to get him back. So I think weird. that it's a way to get him back. He gets back, he goes off, and Zebraman is still trying to hold off the explosion uh, that's going to kill them all. And how, how great is this, though, where he is losing concentration? He doesn't think he's going to be able to hold this explosion back, and Deadly Six comes out and does one of his powers and gives him pride. Like, I can hold this shit. I'm like, this is the best thing. The like, only thing I don't like is later – you use pride again so everybody can relax and be happy about themselves. And I wish you didn't double it up there. But here I thought, I can't do it. I can't do it. My powers aren't enough. Pride. I can do it. That's awesome. That's the best. That's one of the oh, best. No. <laughs> That's one of the best moments of the entire series. Just right there when he goes and uses his powers like that. And then he's able to do it. But they're, they're still going to die. Jog just comes, grabs him. They take this off over the ocean where they let it explode, and then Jog goes back. Like every night, I think I have Deadly Six come over when I'm eating dinner because he's always like yeah. gluttony. Gluttony, <laughs> you have that. But even with that, then you end up having all this. You know, the rest of the issue is just where they go get Lola. Then after she blows up, they go, and now we're going to go forward all right, with TNT, it. And you're safe now. Let's go do some stuff. Oh my God, the Justice League of America are here. I, I don't even know why I say that. The Justice League show up in this whole thing, and it's a weird idea because it's kind of cool seeing Green Arrow show up with the rest of the Justice League and stuff like that to pick up Black Mask. Like, look, you guys aren't going to do shit to Black Mask. Ted Cord told us what's going on. We're here to apprehend him. And this whole thing where it's like, because they are getting ready to murder this dude. And, you know, it's like, oh, crap, the Justice League are here and they're going to freaking enforce their rules. Harley first shooting him in the leg. Like, look, he's got another leg. Freaking then we have <laughs> he gets shot in the other leg. Like, shoots him in the other leg. It's so leg. good. Like, this is not the death. Like, you know, obviously they want some big comeuppance to this character. But this is enough for me because it goes along the lines of a Tom Taylor humor that really works for these characters. And and the way that the humor plays out is even with the looks and things because because Harley shoots him in the leg. She shoots Black Mass in the leg. And they're like, hey, hey, I said put down the gun. They're like, oh, man, I only shot him in the leg. He has another one. Then Osita shoots him in the other leg. And there's <laughs> Green Arrow's like, what? He's like, Look he at doesn't point. need legs he to talk. He doesn't need it to talk. And they basically say, listen, put your weapons down. When Batman comes out and says that you have to, you know, go with him. And they come out. Flash comes late. Hey, what did I miss? But they're like, okay, we're going to take Black Mask. He's going to have to, you know. Go and stand trial. He's going to be put in jail. But you guys, the revolutionaries, are in trouble You're a bunch as well. Of criminals. We and it's so funny to set up. I am going to talk to the president of Badnesium. Like, yeah, you, you go and talk to my mother. And they, she says, they are, you know, they're heroes. So we're going to do. It. And when, at the end, when you again, you have the team the there. Heroes just all, saved our nation. Yeah, and the here, they're all the revolutionaries. They're there. They're all kind of down. Is it over? Did we win? I don't know. We have more to do. And then you have Deadly Six again, you know, pride. And now they're all happy with themselves. And I thought, 
Okay, you, you kind of pushed that twice here. It was well, good the he first was just time pissed off at people being sad sex after they just won yeah. the biggest victory of well, their career. It's so funny like, because oh, please, come on, just this enjoy point, this moment. At this point, they got to go stop the people who actually set them up, but they stop because That's they're so prideful. They're, they're having food and not everybody's talking about what they did and stuff. But you do have Harley going Gluttony. off. Yeah, Harley goes off <laughs> to talk to Zoe. Uh, about Deadshot, and it's quick. You have Dog Shot there, but and he's not cool really that involved. And it is a way to say why Harley will not be joining the revolutionaries going forward with whatever they may be doing. They could be riding off into the sunset. We'll never see him again. Or they could become bigger and better things. But Harley will not be a part of that because she's doing Harley stuff. We see her in Batman book doing stuff, but she's also mentoring and taking care of Zoe Lawton at this point, making sure using her psychiatry powers to make sure that this little girl can go over her father's death a decent way. And it's just... It's fine. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. But I want it all more. the buildup we had of live shot, dog shot, and all this great stuff of, you know, Zoe wanting to emulate her father, but be like a good guy, wanting her father to be a good guy. It's just not enough. And even the idea, it's like, hey, can you tell me stories about your dad? Well, not all the stories. No, you can tell me at all. I'm like, Charlie, do not tell her about when you were banging her father. I'm telling you, when she says, I'll tell you the highly censored ones, she's like, no, you can tell me everything. No, no, I no, really no, no, can't. No. That's what she's talking about, I think. But you even have the idea. I like that Tom Taylor doesn't play off of your dad was so great. He was a hero. He, nah, he's no, a bad no, no, no. He was a bad he dude. He tried to be better at the end. Yeah, she said he tried to turn around to be better at the end for you, and I think he did it. And for he did you. save a lot of people. I really would have liked to have Zoe go into the house and put that mask on, cock the gun, and get going because I would like to see her as a hero, live shot in a way that she's going to go after these people. And and maybe that's not the greatest now, thing for a dog and a girl to do. But. I was thinking about something the other day where it's just my own ideas of something I would want to write for a DC Comics. You know, just a little like fan fiction of the mind kind of thing where you have a new title. They tried to do this off in the Teen Titans series, the idea of all these characters who are now heroes, who parents were bad guys. Like we had it with Damien, Kid Flash, Emiko, and stuff like that, and even Crush, where – you have a new team because you're not going to be called Young Justice. You can't be the Teen Titans or whatever like that. You have a new one where it's Generation Justice, where you have these characters that are trying to live up, you know, past their well, parents, these kind of past that. sins. It, that's what I'm saying. But we move, go with it more and make it all the people here who are trying to, like, you know, clear their names and be better people because of the sins of their fathers. Yeah, I'd even say a lot of these, like uh, Zoe, who's trying to not even just clear the name, but actually go after the people who did some stuff, but also trying to make her father. Uh, uh, like almost like a better like yeah he was awful but he made me and look at me i'm a hero you know kind of going with that would be cool but you have the revolutionaries then they're just going to go and grab all the people that they feel are responsible for setting up this and i do like the zebra man did hang out with them in the end because honestly like i like to seeing zebra man because he's a ridiculous character but you don't really have a lot of moments for zebra man to be used anywhere besides for this series so i'm like okay you're going off and doing some zebra man stuff with the revolutionaries you're a part of this group so maybe one day we'll see you again because i don't see a lot of people lining up to use zebra man in anything no no and so they Poor go zebra off man. and they i mean they go to the pentagon they go and get president trump they grab a bunch of these high level people to tell them you're not going to do this anymore and what i do like about this again you can play the next writer the suicide squad book comes out you can then play it off that this was done behind closed doors. It was covert with Leviathan. You don't even have to say Leviathan tore everything down and that allowed them to go in. You could just say that bad people got involved, which also then allows you to start it up anew to explain to people what the Suicide Squad is. They'll most know what it is, but you could have Amanda Waller just come back and say, things got out of hand. I got kicked out. This is bullshit. I'm back. We're going to do this on the books. We're going to do it up and up with the whole deal. And you could just start 
from the beginning again well, because that's they the end thing up tearing is, it down. And there's no gonna- matter no matter what you do, Amanda Wallow being involved or not, she was not the like the savior, the shining knight of the Task Force X. All the people they have here are saying, like, look, Task Force X is bad shit. You were enslaving people and making them do stuff like, you know, covertly so you didn't get your fucking hands dirty. That's where I got the idea, like, you are shutting down the Suicide Squad once and for all with this whole thing, bringing Amanda Waller back, who has to answer these people. That doesn't make things all right, because you are still implanting brain bombs, people making them do shit against the will. By the time you get to it, though, you just mentioned that the president has changed. It's no longer the same president. You have generals who now have been kicked out. I mean, you could just do kind of what you want to do, and they're not going to not have a book. I, I think they'll always have the book. I don't think... That this That's 11, why I thought this was strange. I say this 11 issues. I think it's just to make more of the revolutionaries are badass and to set up something later for these, you know, big heads there to maybe start their own thing against them if we ended up the having like a digital deal. Dead. But yeah, the, the revolutionary deal. And even with that, they, they barely even called themselves the Suicide Squad. They, they just went with the revolutionaries and stuff. And it was that side weird deal. Uh, I think that this was supposed to be the idea of like, well, yeah, there was some bad people. Like y- you're saying, I think Tom Taylor's trying to make you forget that the Suicide Squad's always bullshit and always enslaving people. I think that they're just very specific to them, uh, and like we're not well, going to do fun that about anymore. The Suicide Squad, because yes, it's enslaving people, which is wrong. But they, well, pretty much we grab the worst of the worst and make them do stuff, you know. And like you, along the way, you do find out like maybe these characters aren't as bad as we thought, and also we can get rid of a few people here and there because you don't care about them because they are pieces of shit. I love the Suicide Squad. Why I think that we're going to play off an idea though is. We've rarely seen the Suicide Squad have, especially since we've been doing a podcast or a website, we have barely ever seen somebody work off their sentence. We we laugh about it all the time, but we ended up seeing Harley and Deadshot do that. So that seems like there's Tom Taylor saying that was the legit. But then these new people kind of finagled themselves in and they were and, and really the idea of Ted Cord impersonated by Black Mask being able to do like there was some real bad things going on and people not paying attention so i i'm guessing the idea of this being almost like a reset like you guys were the bad ones that took over we're gonna get rid of you we're gonna go off and then when they hear later hey revolutionaries there's a suicide squad again they're like and it doesn't really concern us we are using criminals to invade foreign countries and do bad shit but again these criminals, though, you're playing off the revolutionaries as never really being as bad as, say, uh, a killer croc or a dead shot. They were, you know, revolutionaries slash, you know, terrorists, like we say, yeah, whichever yeah, yeah. look you're looking. I think that they're just Eco going more, I think, I think they they're going more point. personal with the deal because they were more ag- against something that was big. They were going after the bad people. We're against that were, oil. Yeah, yeah, like that. So I think that that's just a reset. But it's weird. That jog thing's weird. The art looks great. I love the art. Always looks great. And there are some really good character moments that, you know, just remind me, man, this could have been more. more. Yeah, and yeah. that's the problem. You don't get everything that you want it still a from this issue. but it is it is and and these characters i like enough i'd love to have you know maybe a one shot now and again you, you throw it out there to see if people like it maybe to you know develop the characters a little more see what's going on or this is one of the things tom taylor has even had wink and the airy in the hope at world's end the digital right. to see it. like 
he's probably going to have these characters show up in some of his books in some capacity for at least a little bit, whatever he Hopefully works he'll on. Hopefully he'll have the Black Racer show up and do a little bit more backstory on what's going on here. I think this is how we're going to – I think that that was Such just thrown out there out to nowhere. try to get the him alive so that you have the full team that but he I wants. don't know why you bring somebody to life with death. I don't know. He just did it. Now, like I said, I think it's the joke. Of I kill that is people meaningless. Part of the story of my mind. I, I just think you people. Are, you, you don't even think about when you kill people. He's like, eh, I'm not going to think about bringing him back either. Here you go. He's back. <laughs> there you go, jerks. Uh, but overall, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Uh, I kind of go for an eight overall for the series. And the first time I read that, I, I gave this an eight. But I'm going to go down a little, just because again, every time I read it, I just want more. But oh, yeah. I did like the series. I think that if you haven't read it, and if you have the DC, you know app when it turns to infinite especially because they should all be on there at that point you could check it out and see what you think about it and all that but what would you give it i'd give it a 7.5 out of 10 love the art love these characters you just want more of the story by the end of the day because it does have to rush to a conclusion and jog coming back to be the freaking linchpin in the situation it is so shoehorned in there it's just kind of cringy at times yeah it was it was just seemed to be like well we have to get out of this some way and hey we'll bring the team back oh no i wrote myself into a corner black racer it is well we're gonna go to didn't the I, next didn't issue. i have one of those speedster characters on my team oh you killed him like oh no freaking nine issues ago oh no somebody had a review and gave it a really bad review and said basically i didn't like this issue because i don't like the way that they portrayed boomerang <laughs> boomerang, boomerang. <laughs> like really you're you're di- dipping that far back, boomerang, please. But you know these reviewers, Eric. <laughs> you know their nonsense. Uh, what is the next book and the last next, book? Uh, and the last book is Red Hood number fifty-one, <gasps> written by Sean Martinborough with art by Ta- Tony Atkins, Stefano Gudiano. Maybe. Paul Mounts and Troy Petiri. Red Hood's going solo and on his way back to Gotham, where we're introduced to a whole lot of new characters in a neighborhood in Gotham known as The Hill. While crime was reportedly low in the neighborhood, it seems that the local toughs are trying to up their game while the neighborhood itself has created vigilantes to keep it safe. Yeah, there's a lot of un- there's a lot to unpack here, but sadly, not a lot of Red Hood. No, he's solo. I'm looking for him. Do you are you more afraid of the local toughs in this book or the local toughs in Seinfeld? Because those local toughs they scared the crap out of me. You know, but this issue, I, I was confused. I was confused why we even had it. I was confused why we just didn't end the series when when you end up having Scott Liddell. And if if this is going People to love Red continue, Todd. Yeah, yeah, nobody's buying it. We ended up before the shutdown. This book was not selling. I don't think it's selling better well, they need now. To infuse now new this is blood the thing. Into it. Scott Liddell was on it for so do long. You People think, want to see something new. Do you think that it's going to come back after the the, the whole future state? Say say yes, it is because this was no way. If you're going to freaking do anything, this is like you can't introduce Red Hood out of nowhere for a two issue bit and then say, okay, everybody, it's because over now. I don't think that it's going to come back. But I do. If it does, well, if when the shutdown came, it was selling like thirteen. Right. Now it's got to be at the nines, and they already said they're thinning out the books. Oh, shit, the I nines? don't know. Yeah, That's the a good nines. Thing. I don't know that this is going to be one of those that they're going to need to bring back. I mean, they they canceled Batgirl, which was selling better. They, you know, but when you end up having Scott Liddell end at fifty, and my point goes either way. If it's coming back in March, why not wait? For this in March Why not cancel it now Like a Batgirl Like a Teen Titans Like a Suicide Squad 
and go in March and start this. It doesn't make any sense either way for me of starting this now in a convoluted story that I can't follow one bit, which has hardly any Jason Todd, to then have one more issue and then shut down for three months and then come back finally at the end there to say, hey, remember this, because I didn't remember it a second after I read it. And then if you aren't going to do that, why even fill up the space? I'm telling you right now, you like this more than me. I think that this I think this issue's utter garbage. Well, that's the thing. It, it is, it's the first bit that this dude is writing for Jason Todd. He's introducing a new location, new yeah, cast of characters. Yeah, how about giving us new- an idea of Jason Todd? Well, he wants to give you the idea of the new characters and the new location. He is setting you up with the idea of this is the hill, this neighborhood that we're going to associate Jason Todd with, which like, you know, being th- things. I don't think the way it's written is perfect, obviously, because – we want to throw ourselves into an idea that you like with Star Wars, where you jump into a story with a lived-in universe with people doing it. You don't want to be, you know, thrown in where people are just awkwardly and weirdly introducing themselves to each other, even though here's the problem. Be though again, when we jump into Star Wars, it is a lived-in universe. I love that, but you end up going through the main character. Luke goes to the cantina. Han comes out and says, I did the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Though he did round down, I found out last night. And you end up with all these things that you have the main characters all the time. You're not going to go with the idea of, okay, let's hang out at the cantina for fucking three hours before all of a sudden Luke shows up. Hey, I got to Oh, you stay out there, C-3PO! And then go in. And with this, I'm, I'm reading this, and I am not interested in any of these characters. All I keep thinking to myself is, where's Jason Todd. Well, you got to think to yourself too, where you're considering this to be a new hope, but this is just the first, you know, 10 minutes to 15 minutes of a new hope where the you know, entire arc would be the first movie. Again, this though, the first, first time couple minutes in. you're invited, you, you go with one of the main characters, Princess Leia, running from the. I don't even know why we are setting up these characters because I, and I'm I'm just going with what a lot of people have talked to me as well. I have not talked to somebody personally that like this one bit right. mainly because well, I'm not saying it's good. I mainly because there's no Jason trying to Todd. come from with this and that is a problem. I want Red Hood in my Red Hood book and even when we do have a Red Hood, the way it's set up for him to be here in this neighborhood, the hill, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me, but the way that the story is what we have to deal with this new situation, this new location the neighborhood, the hill, we have a lot of things to unpack with this whole thing. And he did what just like, you know, chose a way to tell the story. I don't think it's a great way, but I can see where he's coming from with it, at least with the idea of like, we have Demetrius Corley Jr. He is a guy who works for the big neighborhood, you know, tough freaking Gouda. He wants to be more than he is right now. He is going to going to the docks and taking over locations during the Joker War and trying to get black mass guns that are being smuggled in. But during this whole thing, during the Joker War, we have the neighborhood like Clown Hunter over in Tynan's, you know, uh, Batman run. We have people that have come together to become vigilantes. You have Strike and her crew who are trying to keep the neighborhood safe because they don't trust the cops to do it. And you have these local toughs gangsters trying to bring things down. So you have this whole thing going on on top of <laughs> – for some reason, the strangest part of this, which is the main bad guy, it seems, that's of this part, you know, to- Tommy Max, who's Tommy Mycel, who seems to be a local shoe mogul who makes his shoe Whose brands. Dad he does was more of the guy, and he took over, and, and it's just. Again, here's the thing. You have all this going on. It's very similar to Catwoman. You have that going on the same deal where Catwoman comes back to Alleytown, finds out the two people. And we thought that was convoluted. And it was for a it bit. Is, yeah. But the thing is, you know, the Kadeem mob, we, we didn't really have to go into any of their things because you want to base these things off of your main character and their reactions to it. Catwoman going into Alleytown. OK, I got I got Pitt. And I got the Kadeem mob. Kadeem mob, they do drugs. I'm going to get rid of them. Okay, we're going to deal with this. And and that 
this is like 18 million times more convoluted where I'm just wondering. I actually think it's around the same thing. I, I just keep, at least I know what Catwoman's up to and what she's trying to do. She doesn't like the drugs. She's getting out. She's going to help the kids. In this, Jason Todd is in five panels, it seems, by the end. I know he's in more, but he's just there. Oh, Not my, much apart- more. my apartment's still here. All right, let's well, go to that. dinner. Let's have let's, an empanada. I'd let's like, talk I don't about know. this because we go into the hill. Jason Todd is coming home to Gotham City, and for some reason, he is associated with this neighborhood, the Hill, which used to be a, a lousy place. It's been freaking you know gentrified, and now it's like everybody's pushing the ideas like, well, this is a great place to like you'll buy property because it's five minutes from downtown. It's a thing they keep pushing, but it turns out somehow twelve downtown. Years- <laughs> <laughs> Turns out tw- like 12 years ago, Jason Todd left. I have to assume adopted by Bruce Wayne, but J- and I, I can't even assume that because it really does seem like he was an adult and bought this himself. It seems but, like Bruce bought it for him in, in my mind that Bruce ended up getting left. it. 12 yeah, years left. ago, and this this friend of his, uh, Dana Harlow, and her, her family has been looking after this property the whole time. Now Jason Todd is back, and it seems like this weird situation where these are childhood friends, Dana and Jason, and she's even throwing things out there like, what, you've been having trouble with Bruce? As if Jason, in her mind, has been living with Bruce Wayne this whole time. It's very odd. You have her sister, Denise Harlow, who does the Harlow Hour on TV and does a news report. And that it reminded like me Dana of a thing that Denise, you didn't have to deal with with Sam Humphreys with this stupid news thing but go on but denise and dana they're kind of on the outs a little bit they're like you know not that great but i know that dana's father's gonna love that jason todd is back in town but now we're gonna like take jason throughout the neighborhood and show him what he's missed since the thing's been you know upped in like price and people new people have been coming in well it's like i'm gonna show you my friends over at the food truck and all this other stuff the way people who run shops in town while in the background, you have the local toughs and what they're up to and this whole idea where I don't understand what they're trying to do because you have characters who are inside this organization, this local tough guy organization. We're just going to keep calling them toughs. This local tough guy organization where you have Gouda, who's the main man. You have, you know, um, you have this other guy. I'm trying to remember what the hell his name is. I have it written down here because Demetrius Corley Jr., who is, you know, getting money through drugs for Gouda. He's a little bit late. Gouda's giving some shit. But on the ba- the background, you have Tony Mycel, who seems just to be, like I said, a local shoe mogul who bases shoe and, like, you know, hoodie brands off of Gotham villains. And right now, like, you know, his stuff has been selling out nonstop. He's doing great for Gouda, but he wants to base a new brand of stuff off of Killer Croc. Nobody's about this, but for some reason, Tommy Mycel, he's all about this Killer Croc. It seems like Killer Croc, even though he is, you know, you know, paid his way out of jail by doing Suicide Squad stuff, and at one point was running a hotel down in Monster Town. He is now getting going to get back into the criminal gang, and like at one point he's wearing a hoodie at a diner talking to Tony. Next on, he's looking like a '70s gangster kind of thing, like you know. And it's a very odd choice to do all of these things. Like I can understand, like I said, you want to get thrown into a lived in universe. You are having situations that are going on in this neighborhood that are outside of Jason Todd because he hasn't been there for 12 years. But the way that things are being thrown at you, it is too much too soon. A lot like that Catwoman where I just wanted to throw you all of these characters at you all at once because things have been going on while these characters weren't in Alleytown or in the hill right now. And you just want to have your character do stuff like, you know, Yes, maybe we want to take Jason Todd and bring him into a street-level kind of vigilante, but I don't exactly want that. Like, yeah, I don't want him facing gigantic cosmic threats, obviously, but him dealing with just low-level street toughs, like I said, it seems like it's you know a little below his pay grade at this point for everything that he's dealt with recently. Like, he should be actually come in and do the old Red Hood stuff and take over this entire neighborhood and say, this is Red Hood territory, motherfucker. But then you have people who, like his friend Dana – 
she has to be the local vigilante who's taken up arms. She's the head strike. That has to be what's going on here where they're going to clash and it's a whole thing. But right now, this is not the best first issue to introduce all of this stuff to Jason Todd and this new world you want to encompass him because you're throwing too much. Because even at the end where you have Demetrius Corley Jr. who wants to up his game, he wants to get them black mask guns and take over from Gouda. You also have the white Kanye, as they call him, Tony Mycel, or Tommy Max, who gets inspired by Killer, Killer Croc. He writes Gotham on his forehead. He has a new badass look. He's got Killer Croc in his corner. I'm taking over everything. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know enough about you, guy. The thing about this, in my mind, you end up having Scott Liddell. He's on that huge run. You have a couple issues before we have a shutdown, whether or not it continues, whatnot. It'd be odd if it doesn't. But I was just looking at the solicit for the next issue and it kind of is a kind of an in-betweener like it could be an ending but it may not be but i I, what are you trying to do here are you trying to because usually when you have a big run like that and you're gonna want to have something where maybe people and people don't like scott liddell there's a lot of scott liddell haters and there's a lot of talk of harassment and stuff like that you know we won't get into but the thing is you have a new deal going where you might want to be reintroducing people to red hood they haven't read it in a while or hey everybody likes you know something new i'll check it out and yet you have red hood two panels he's red hood uh, that's just the last page and then you have jason todd he's going around but he's just there hanging he, he's no, really he's hanging reacquainted with the neighborhood and that's it yeah and so is that a great way to reintroduce or introduce people to a character when you're starting a new run and in my mind because of the lack of red hood and really you don't even need really jason todd he, the story would not change with jason todd not in this you would just end up focusing on the one girl and having the whole other things going because he's not involved with that and so it really pushes to me the idea that this was a story that they already had that hey, i want to tell this story about this mogul and he's doing this and hey what am i doing i i have it set up for nightwing oh not not nightwing red all right he's in there this could be any of them this could be tim drake heading back it wouldn't be he's a little younger but this could be Dick Grayson coming back to Gotham and uh, Bloodhaven going. And so the idea is you honestly, really... in my mind, feel more like a Bloodhaven story with stuff that we wouldn't understand because exactly. we haven't dealt with a lot of Bloodhaven. That would have been actually pretty cool. And actually, I wouldn't have minded Jason Todd to say, I'm going to Bloodhaven instead of Gotham. That actually be a, a neat little twist as well. But when you go into it at the end, whether you're going to like this story or not, in my mind, is going to be if you are intrigued or interested in these new characters. And I'm not. I, I really don't care. And I was getting confused. Uh, I didn't think the art was that great either. And like the, the idea, art. the idea by the end, I just thought, like, this this isn't a Red Hood story. We barely get him in there. Now, that could change quickly. And it does seem there's going to be a kidnapping and some assassination attempt in the well, next issue. Though, and that might you pull have him Red in. Hood and go and follow Strike, who's investigating a criminal kind of thing. And she goes and wants to talk to her about it with the Tommy Myself thing. But like right as this person is going and investigating this person, Red Hood's with her. And they, she does something that act, activates a freaking trap, which blows up the building with them inside. So I want to know where we're going for after that. You know, who's going to save who? What are they going to tell you? I'm going to take you back to my dusty ass house that you've kept for me for 12 years. I don't know where it's going to go from here. I just know by the end, we just had this whole idea where it's Tommy Mycel, who's like, you know, doing a big takeover right now with Killer Croc, who he says, you know my, how much I paid to get you out of Arkham, which feels weird because he should, why was he in Arkham after being released from Bell Rev? But 
that is where we are right now. We have Tommy so Max. I think who's this is make kind of one name. of those from out of time. Yeah, like you just Tommy throw Max in is going to na- make his name in the hill and maybe move on to the rest He'll of Gotham City sneakers. with Killer Croc in his corner. He's got Killer Croc sweatshirts and sneakers. And man, I don't like those. I want one for my wife, one for my side piece. You have all that going on. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm reading this. I'm like, well, where's Jason Todd? What, what's going on? I'm waiting for him to bust through a window or something. And, say, and I just put, really put wish going back home, Jason would go back to the old Red Hood costume because I still don't like this one. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that maybe he would have went and, you know, talked to Bruce or somebody too. I just, this just felt like a story that really wasn't that connected to Red Hood and was just a story that, hey, we have a couple issues to go. Well, you can burn like, them and go. Why would Jason Hood, oh, Jason Hood, Jason, Jason Todd Hood. come like from this that. hill neighborhood and have a house that supposedly is, it's not like it's a family home. It feels like it's Jason Todd's house. He bought when the time was right and has been sitting on it this whole time. Where there's like, how old He's is Jason Todd? Shorts, a, a mogul. Aaron, like, I, I don't consider know. Jason Todd more than in his 20s for this new timeline. Is he now in his like late 30s for having a house for like for 12 years? And he was dead for a while, came back, been off doing outlaw stuff. Like, there's a lot of things to really take care of here. And I just don't understand the timeline or the characters. In timeline the in that sort of deal. Like, I, I think that this, and like the Flash, though, that kind of. Fits in, but when you have these little stories going, I really think it's just like okay, we we gotta have to just go with it. But going this back feels like to the Gotham, kind of story over continuity that people want to go, and with. that's the problem is where the Flash, hey, he's doing some things, and even that is you know in the continuity. But when you have Jason Todd go back to Gotham, you have to mind your P's and Q's because that's a specific thing when you start naming stuff. I would have rather of this been just Jason Todd going around solving crimes, making up some rhymes. He's in Albuquerque one day, and then he's in Chicago, Eric, the Windy City, doing huh. stuff. But going back to Gotham, that's a big thing. And then for me to read this and not get a lot of Jason Todd, eh, I just ended up just then. But Jim, you didn't want to hear about the hill and the people that encompass no. the hill? You didn't want to know about the, the Harlow Where's Hour Lauren Conrad? Harlow? Wasn't she in the hills, Eric? Wasn't that that no TV idea. show, The Hills? Where's she at? No, just I, even if you're going to do this, like I said, have Jason Todd's point of view going there. He seems like, you know, which is accurate. He's kind of getting his feet wet again, trying to figure out stuff. But I want to see him do that. I don't need backdoor meetings about shoes and the paraphernalia, the swag. I just thought, well, whatever. And if you're going to do that, make it something like the Tommy Max. He's real interested, not in Killer Croc, but Red Hood. And the idea, man, Red Hood, he's an anti-hero and people love him. He's kick-ass. Kind of tie it in that way, maybe. I, I don't know. We're going to have to see the whole story yeah, still and the first see how issue. it goes. I wanted to go I somewhere, just but I just don't think this like is the whatever. best first issue to introduce all these elements all at once because it is a bit overwhelming. And, and just these elements that, again, I have to just keep saying that we may not get this book if we even do for three months. And this stuff is going to be forgotten. This is a weird way to start something, you know, instead of just waiting until then and starting fresh there with maybe even a number one, because really, how connected is this to any of the Scott Liddell stuff? I I would have waited if this is going to continue. We'll see when the solicits come out for March. But what did you give it? I am giving this a 5.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art. It's more of a retro style. And uh, the thing is, like I said, I understand – I think I understand where the writer was going with this idea. It just wasn't executed correctly in my mind, and I do have high hopes for where he could go because it is a new situation for Jason Todd with this local street-level kind of book, which could be interesting. But right now, it was just too much too soon. Yeah, I, I agree. I just – the timing's weird. And 
I'm giving it a 3.5. I can go with a 4. I'm going through this. The art, there's parts where the art annoys me, but it, it does have that retro feel, like you said. I don't know. I like I, I say like, that? It feels almost like, you know, almost like a Scott Collins doing the flash at <laughs> some point for how it works. And it might maybe. be even more with the color situations going like on there, Killer but Croc. I think it looks good. I like Croc with the Gotham Knights hat on. That, that makes me giggle. You don't but, like yeah. him in the suit later on? No, nah, I like yeah, because he wanted that suit. Eh, bullshit. I like him in the in the hat and there he's having a drink. And I, hey, what's up with the head? You have a lot of things to, thrown in this. I was just like, what? I don't understand. Suge Knight's in it. It looks like he's going to hang Vanilla Ice out the thing. And that's what the, Tommy Max kind of reminds me of Vanilla Ice. So we got that. I get a little retro feel with that as well. But when uh, all is said and done, I'll give it a four. I'll be more positive. But it's not my book of the week. Eric. Oh, not. absolutely not. Now, it might have been when we see the guy with the laser gun shooting the bust of Flash. He's not doing it to Superman. It's Wonder Woman, Batman, and the Flash in a microwave, it looks like. You don't like, like Demetrius Jr. just shooting at his new guns? No. Is that a microwave he's shooting in? I don't know what's going on there. I have no idea. Dress some people up and shoot them like it means something. But... At the end, he's I, the, I just... He's a little tough guy, a psychopath. <laughs> I didn't get what was going on for most of it, though. I just shook my head. But we're going to go up now to our book of the week. And, Eric, before we go into the book of the week, I ended up doing some research after we recorded our Red Hood review. And, I don't know, we, we started looking at things after recording, even. And we were looking at stuff with that uh, Sean Martin Burrow. And I saw that he had done a story with Christopher Priest back in the day, a one shot yeah. called The Hill. So I ended up looking into it. And yeah, so and back me, in the day, you mean 20 years ago in the year 2000? Yes, 20 yeah. years ago in the year 2000. We ended up having a one shot that did deal with these characters, or at least the father. You had a lot of things going on where this Demetrius is. Demetrius Corley was featured as the big bad of that in the ghetto community of the hill, as we could see in the new, you know, it's been gentrified, been built up a bit here. So you can see where it's going since Batman in that story did take down, you know, the, the big bad of the neighborhood, Demetrius Corley Sr. So we can see where we're going here. I still don't understand the connection, though, it's, to Jason no, Todd Red Hood. You're shoehorning that. Here. I'm not even going to say anything about it being, you know, better because of this or anything, because it's still confusing to me. I'm sticking, but I did want to mention because I had gone on and on. Why is he using this to kind of throw this whole thing up? Well, it does seem like he's continuing a story that he ended up drawing originally with Christopher Priest uh, to get to this. So at least there is some basis for it, but still. And uh, if you want to check DC, it out, it's out there as Batman yeah. colon the hill. Yeah, number one, it was a one shot. And DC should have done something a little better to let people know this as I well. I because think they knew. Yeah, they may not have really, but there you go. And it was a story, and and me and you both read it, and yeah, it's it's confusing itself. So with that though, still not, not my book of the week. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn number two. Yeah, I'll say mine is the same as well. So yeah, that is a you know it was a good book, and I still I like Suicide Squad this week, and we liked you know little bits of things as well but maybe yes. we'll like next week's books a little bit better and here they are two of these will be picked as the spotlight from the badass so it's gonna get take fresh half crew. the books we have yeah because there's not a lot and there's some big ones though it's it's oh, one yeah. of those things there's not a lot but there's some big ones you got batman number 104 batman catwoman the bat cat book by tom king number one if you don't think that's going on there i, I believe that will but deceased dead planet number six Justice League Endless Winter Special number one, Metal Men number twelve. That's the finale of that series. Oh, Metal Men! 
And Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, number one. Right now, and I put the poll up a little early so that I can kind of, I do like mentioning it when we talk about these. Right now, it looks like it would be Bat, Cat, Book, and the Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, number one. No, I think that it is Bat, Cat right now. But the Endless Winter, not getting as many votes as I thought it would. That actually shocks me. Now, if you're going to the store... And you want to know what else is coming out, stuff that we don't deal with. Far Sector, number nine. Strange Adventures, number seven. And The Dreaming Waking Hours, number five, coming out as well. But that's the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you would so care to do, go over and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. And subscribe. So Eric can have a smile on his face and subscribe if you want. Uh, But other than that, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week as we always are. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. (laughs) 